be obedient, my little deviant. Together we will find the right ingredient. We will stir the goop that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every This is this is what we're gonna do. Okay. All right, guys. This is the meditation episode. I'm gonna need everyone to just just breathe in. Okay. No, no, don't, don't, don't talk yet. Okay. So just me. Okay. Now everyone listening. Okay, that's good. Where all of us are, we're, we're calm, we're ready, we're feeling good, we're feeling grand. We're walking down a road. It's made of bricks, but not. Oh, 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 oh no, not yellow bricks. These <laughs> bricks are a different color. They're the color of dreams. And what are inside of dreams? That the, there's things. There's a lot of things in these dreams. And when you. You you you're inhaling the dreams and you're letting out the the nightmares and all the good stuff is and the bad stuff is and then everything is just flowing. You're meditating. You're zen. You're like the yin and the yang is like your hands. And if you've ever that's a clap. That's the yin and the yang, and they're going together. And now we all feel good. We're all, we're all feeling great. And we're all ready for Buzz in the Tower. Buzz in the Tower, guys. Max and Mo, they're here today. And they're here to, uh, hi, guys. Hi. I'm so relaxed. I'm so relaxed. Yeah. I, like, my eyes closed. <laughs> my, I was like, my energy just went down. I was like, can I, get, 500%. Can, can I get a recording of this? Because I'm going to listen to this every night before I go to bed. This, this is, so is nice. incredible. You need to get on the Calm app. Oh, man. Can I get a masseuse in here or something? This is great. I'm so glad that you guys are feeling like or, 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 or time to nap. Do you guys want to take a nap together? We can take a a rejuvenating nap right here. Mo, no, yeah. no nightmares happening. Yeah, no. Max bro. and I, Max and I are contractually <laughs> obligated not to nap with each other. It's actually a part of Buzzing the Towers fine print. We don't take naps with each Section other. Section two, anymore. Article A, Subsection one, <laughs> no napping with each other. Yeah, sorry, it's standard standard incontent. I would suck his thumb. It's weird. Yeah, super weird. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought that was going to come out innocent. That came out a little weirder. Well, we're, really excited. we're really excited for the first and only uh, appearance on your show, Caleb. So that's great. That's uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, I mean, we kind of ended this before. I'm just kind of writing this out until I never have to talk to you guys again. If, well, you, if you don't sound like my wife and his girlfriend, I don't know who does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're super pumped. I mean, uh, just before we go any further, huge fans. Uh, we love listening to you. That's we, so uh, weird. 
It's super. I know. Well, I didn't know that you could lull us to sleep too. That's like the extra quiver. Uh, bow in your quiver. Bow in your quiver. Do I speak English? That's arrow in your quiver. Come on, arrow in the quiver. Uh, no, but I mean, we're super. We're excited to be here. I'm excited in particular because you forced Max to do something that I've been trying to get him to do for six months. Took a shower. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Jesus. Uh, I would never make you do that. Prior to preparing for your show, Max had seen a grand total of two horror films in your entire life. Killer Clowns, does that count as a as a horror movie technically, though? Is it? Yeah. I mean, well, if you ask my grandpa, he'd say no, because I actually covered that with my grandpa. I, I like air quotes on covered it with my grandpa, because it was more just like I made him watch it, and it was just my way of getting him to do an episode with me. And he was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, <laughs> no, this is like the greatest movie ever. And he was like... This is a horror movie, so I mean, if you ask him, no. I think if you ask any anyone that likes horror movies, probably yeah, I'd say it's a horror movie. It was so light; it was like a diet coke of horror. You know, it was like a great like intro to horror for me. It's like an empty beer can of horror, exactly. But I've seen The Fly and Scanners; those are the two I've seen before this. Those are, yeah. Uh, wait, the only horror movies you've ever seen were killer clowns from outer space so, 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 soak that up caleb soak it up i see in your eyes it's the lights going on that went on with me yeah the fly and scanners right I, like yeah. most horror fans that i know haven't even seen the flyer scans i'm assuming uh cronenberg's the fly yeah or yeah big time yeah it's so gross the physical like the physical effects just weird me out that that horrified me for the longest time like the hair coming out of jeff goldblum's back just haunted me i get that and I, 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 you know what? I do get how you've seen The Fly. That mm. went around for a long time. Everyone loved Jeff Goldblum. Still um, love him. I don't get how you saw Scanners and how that's one of the only three horror movies that you've ever seen. Explain that to me. Please explain so that. Scanners was part of our... No, I was 15 was or 16 okay, years on TV. Got it, got it, got and the it. head exploded and I, my life was changed a little bit. And I was like, well, this isn't for me. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wait, so was that the third horror movie that you watched? Uh, that was the third, yeah. And then, oh. no, no, Killer Clowns I watched like six months ago until I've watched all eight movies that we do today. Is it eight all overall? Is that where we're at? Well, there are technically, there are technically nine in the, in the box set if you count Freddy versus Jason. Does that count? Is that part K- of it? Caleb, what do you think? You talk about the whole body of work for Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you, do you count that as part of the box set or does it become the uh, Rocky Five of the kit? I think that if you want to see all of the Nightmare on Elm Street, like Robert England, um, you know, Freddy Krueger movies, then I don't think... Actually, yeah, no, I'm going to say there's eight, and the 2010 one doesn't exist. That's that's <laughs> more... Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what was your... Uh... Refresh my memory. What was your old host's name that you uh, that you had this bitter uh, battle with? I, this is I remember listening to this, but I just can't remember her name off the top of my head. No, oh, stupid. Too soon. Too <laughs> soon. My bad. Too soon. We'll call her Too Soon Magoo. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> her name she is Voldemort. Yeah, you can't say her name. <laughs> she comes around every once in a while. She did Ghoulies with me a few weeks ago. Nice, nice. Yeah, she's great. We uh, we enjoyed listening to her as well. And I remember listening to this conversation. And I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I have a somewhat different opinion of that particular movie, but I don't want to get thrown off the show early, so I'll keep it to myself for now. 
Well, we can talk about that for a quick second because I do want to talk about how I was introduced to you guys. Uh, Max actually messaged me, and interesting enough, the first episode that he ever listened to was the Nightmare on Elm Street remake episode with uh, my best friend Bree. And oddly enough, that was... We, she already left the show, I think, about 35 episodes before that or something. It just happened that he listened to the one that had her back on again for the first time in, like, however long, like, at least half a year. Yeah, the special 100, right? That was the 100th episode. That was the 100th episode, and I told her, like, we both knew. We were like, okay, like, you have to come on for this one. Yeah, I love that one. It was three hours. It was insane. I don't know how you talk for that long. I was blown away. I was like... They can talk for three hours? It's like, I can't even watch TV for three hours. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> you watch a lot of TV. I used to. Yeah. No yeah, more. No it's more. It's all podcast All stuff. 80s movies. <laughs> all 80s movies all the time. The funniest part is that I think that that recording was like eight hours long. Like, it took us eight hours oh to God. record Seriously? that. Seriously? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, well, because... Um, the reason why Horse Soup kind of, like, went in the direction it did for a while is because me and Bree... I mean, she's my best friend. We've been best friends forever. We talk so much, like so much. So when mm. we're doing a podcast, we'll be like talking or something, and then maybe one of us will need to go to the bathroom or we'll go out for like a smoke or something like that. And then we leave and we keep talking while we're outside or doing whatever. And then we come back and then talk more or we'll just like start laughing about something ridiculous while we're trying to record and then it just keeps going on we're like okay like we can't put that in we just sat there and we're laughing for five minutes straight like that's not enjoyable for anyone you guys have great rapport i mean you can tell that you're you can tell you're good friends i mean that's it's funny that's probably the feedback that max and i get the most is people say that um it sounds like we've known each other forever and we like each other i i actually can't stand max uh, it is <laughs> when just, we're it done is, i need to leave the studio it, it is yeah. like i like opposite of your situation if i spend more than one minute speaking to him in a given day it, it threatens the sanctity of our relationship it's like when your friend you think you're, you're going to be cool with forever and be best friends with you move in together and then he's eating your ice cream and yeah. then he's you know using your razor and yeah. stuff like that that's P- what that's pee- what i'm peeing doing all, peeing all over the floor yeah. every 15 minutes because he has to pee every 15 minutes it's I incredible do. It's a medical condition, <laughs> jerk. I mean, that's 100% me and Bree, too. I mean, we kind of just anger each other, and then we're just like, you're dumb, and then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, like I said, we're we're fired up. I mean, I mean, you've listened to our show. We spend all of our time talking about 80s movies, and we've not dove into horror films at all. And, not in the slightest. And it's, been an, it's been an ongoing conversation with Max because, you know, I'm 42 years old, so my wheelhouse growing up, outside of listening and watching, uh, excuse me, outside of watching 80s movies was I was catching some of these flicks in the theater. You know, I, I, I grew up Did you up catch on, the original? Not the original. I'm not that old, you jerk. Jesus. The original was <laughs> like 81. I was born in 74. It was 84. Yeah. Right? It was 84. The, Great, big, the greatest, greatest movie, movie ever. ever. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I was, my, my parents let me get away with a lot. I yeah. wasn't watching that movie at six years old, but okay. um, I did catch Freddy's dead. And uh, not only did I see that in theater, but with uh, 3d glasses. And it was just, I remember my mind wow. being blown because that was, I mean, at that time kind of everybody had given up on 3d, right? Jaws 3d kind of make everybody puke into their popcorn bucket and everybody was done messing around. I didn't with 3D. Know yeah. And then out of nowhere, yeah. Freddy's dead. The final nightmare pops in with a uh, 3d glasses. And I just was blown away. I think I was like 11 years old and it was incredible. Can you still watch it in 3d? Like, is it, is there a version that you can watch that in 3d? That'd be kind of cool. I think you can watch anything in 3D still if you find the right cut or if you find like if it, I actually didn't know this was the you know what let me check something real quick because I have I have a set right here and I wonder if it comes with sometimes I'll come with th- no it doesn't have 3D glasses and I don't think it says anything about it being 3D 
Mo, I didn't even know that that was supposed to be 3D. I just assumed that that someone was going off the rails entirely, and I was just like, On the right. cinematography, <laughs> like the quick zooming in and zooming out? Yeah. yeah. I just thought someone was having a stroke, and I was just living with that. <laughs> a lot of these movies kind of play like that, <laughs> that someone may have been having a stroke. Yeah, so your expertise, do you like the 80s horror movies? Is that what you like kind of, is that your, what you gravitate towards, or you're more kind of... In the 90s, it seemed like from what I've listened, like Hellraiser is big for you. Oh, I love Hellraiser. And like Planet Terror, that kind of stuff. Like, I, what's your kind of wheelhouse? Like, explain to me a little bit more about horror, like, and kind of how Freddy is a part of it, and is he a part, big part of kind of how you view horror? Sorry, that's kind of a thousand person part question, but. Also, tell me what you're made of as a human being and what your <laughs> goals are for the rest of your life. Go. So, to answer parts of your questions, um,. My favorite decade of horror is definitely the 80s, and that is actually kind of why I was very interested in your podcast when you guys reached... Well, you know what? Not only that, when you guys reached out in the first place, I was also interested because most of the time, people that have a podcast that are in another genre usually don't reach out to me or say anything to me. You know, like, it's just kind of a different world, even if, if we're both doing film podcasts. If it's not horror or true crime or something in that genre, we kind of just don't cross paths as much. Like, I feel like I listen to those podcasts more than I listen to horror podcasts and whatnot. Like, in the beginning, uh, when I first started doing podcasting, pretty much all I listened to was uh, horror movie podcasts. And now I've kind of steered off because I don't want to, you know, sound like other podcasts too much. So mm-hmm. I pretty much only listen yeah. to... Uh, like comedy podcast now i don't really listen to true crime or horror whatsoever anymore um but when you guys reached out i was like okay this is interesting and not only were you guys doing movies you're specifically doing 80s movies and primarily i do love anything i've seen from the 80s but i will say that uh if you guys start throwing out a bunch of like moderately big 80s actors names like not like huge ones but moderately big ones yeah. It would just be too obscure for me, and I would fall off completely because I haven't watched a lot of just movies from the 80s in general. Like, I've seen a fair share, and depending on the director and depending on, you know, what it is, I've seen them. But mainly just horror movies. But back, rapid background, 80s horror movies are my favorite. Let me let me get, see if I can get a baseline for you for, like, how you know 80s celebrities, Man, though. Max is I'm just curious. a greedy little so, pig. He's got 3,000. <laughs> <clips>. Please. <laughs> No, I thought of a good. No, it's okay. We're back from our commercial break with uh, Max Sanders' uh, actor studio live. Go ahead. I don't know. You calm me down like a therapist. No, you're good. You're doing great. Ask him. Go ahead, Caleb. 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 Please, please. It's your show. Stop, (laughs) Caleb. It's your show. But don't talk until Max asks you a question. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Judd Nelson. Do you know Judd Nelson? Uh, I know his name. Don't know him. Cool. So that's the baseline. Yeah. Now I know. I because I want to go. I want to weave in and out of eighty stuff. And I know Judd Nelson's the crossover line point. Cool. Yeah, I know who Judd Nelson is. I've probably even seen him in a few roles, but I couldn't name you a, a, a single thing. Let me look him up real quick. I couldn't name a single thing he's in. Breakfast Club. Here's the thing. I've never seen the breast the Breakfast Club. Oh, interesting. Oh. He's got great nostrils. You can fit quarters in there. God, it's so weird. What? He does. You just have this weird thing about like physical abnormalities. Physical, physical attributes of actors and actresses. Like we'll be talking about somebody like, oh, MG, did you know that guy's six foot one and three quarters inches? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that weird? And his and his sixth toe is just gorgeous. Did you ever see his sixth toe? I'm like, no, Max, I didn't know he had six toes. Back me up. His nostrils are great. They're Max, unique. I'm not backing you up on a nasty. No, I'm talking about Caleb. <laughs> I'm not going to say great. I'll He's say that. He's not going exist. to either. 
fit silver dollars in there. Oh, I'm man. going through his IMDb right now, and um, I don't think I recognize a single movie that he's been in. Which one? Uh, it's a TV movie, it looks like. It says Nas- National Lampoon's TV, the movie. Oh. I don't remember it, it like explicitly well, but I do remember seeing it. I've seen pretty much every National Lampoon. Is it one writer, or is it just like a bunch of people? No, the people are in and out of that. It's a magazine, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I should probably know that. It's you know, it, it's not like we do an '80s podcast. It's all right. You know, it's totally cool. Uh, so, if I can ask a question, is that okay with you, Max? I just didn't want to step on any of your questions. <laughs> so let me make sure. So, Caleb, uh, what I'm curious about '80s being your sweet spot. Everybody knows the, like the big hit '80s horror films, right? You know, you talk about Freddy, you talk about Jason, Mike Myers, etc. Summer Camp. Yeah. Who Who's your kind of, uh, I don't want to say B-movie because that's not even the right way of saying it, but like your almost your favorite cult uh, 80s horror film. Like a horror film that if you put it out there, most people wouldn't even know what the heck it is. I don't know. I can't say that no one would know about it. At least like people listening because I talk about it all the time or like at least fairly often I've covered it on another show of mine, but uh, Brain Damage. It is about a tiny little phallic space creature it's the strangest thing you'll ever see in the world it's the greatest thing you'll ever see your elevator pitch put me in right away (laughs) phallic space creature craziest thing i've ever seen i'm in (laughs) sign me up talking like aliens chest explode kind of thing like that kind of phallic but like for longer periods of time a little bit it's uh you know i'm not gonna go into details but uh it has some stuff going on it's a frank hennenlauter um he's also the one that made um Frankenhooker and Basket Case and things like that. Frankenhooker is the best name I've ever <laughs> yeah, heard. I was say, that's, fantastic. that's fantastic. <laughs> How that's not the name of a band or it's it, gotta be. It's gotta be, yeah. yeah that's it's incredible. <laughs> oh, that's great. All of his movies are just some of <laughs> the greatest things I've ever seen in my life, and brain damage being one of them. Another uh, big director that I love, uh Larry Cohen, who made um uh, a movie that I just covered, actually, just uh, like a couple weeks ago or one week. I don't know exactly when I'm putting this out. But um, just recently, I covered Larry Cohen's It's Alive, and he also made a movie called uh, The Stuff in the 80s. I love which, The Stuff. Oh, so good. I, are you I watched a few clips of it. I watched a few clips of it to make on TikTok. Oh, so you have seen things. I was like, you're coming from the guy who's seen I three up, horror I do, movies. I did, the same thing, so, that's, I did the same thing you did. I'm like, when the hell does he see that? He's like, only seen three, and then you pull this obscure movie I've never heard of. He's like, oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's like, I love it. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have to produce six TikToks a day. These are like seven-second movie clip ones. So I'll take movies I haven't seen and scan through it, and I kind of get the gist. Did you just say you have to produce six TikToks I, 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 I was about to say the same thing. I love how he, he phrases it like I've put him in some type of like internment camp. And I'm like, mush, give me my TikToks. I know, I feel like... Like, like someone's forcing you to do this. Like, do you need help? <laughs> Jewish neuroticism. Do I don't need, know. It's, I love it's, it. Do you need help? It's me whipping myself. Do you need help? That really got me. Oh, you know what? There, there is another movie that I actually, um, I think I told you to watch it as well, Max. But Fright Night from 1985. Not only do I think it's one of the best horror movies of all time, but it's definitely the best vampire movie of all time, and one of the only ones. What, what I've realized, one of the only ones that I like, because I thought I liked vampire movies, but it turns out I, I don't. Really? Um, I started a vampire show a while ago with my buddy James, uh-huh. and we watched about like you know thirty in a row, just week after week after week, and it almost ended our friendship. 
What about Lost Boys? Didn't do anything for you? That is the worst movie I've ever seen in my oh, life. Speaking, speaking of 80s, oh, speaking of 80s <laughs> put me through anything. Just don't put me through Lost Boys again. Oh, man. Michael. No, I want to ask you something. <laughs> this is something, and James... My partner on I'll Suck Your Blood, uh, we relaunched it recently. It's become a part of Horror Soup, so it's like a little mini-series that we do in it. We've only done two episodes so far, the first one being Lost Boys, and we didn't do Lost Boys for the longest time because we were like, okay, well, it's supposedly a really good one. Well, he'd seen it, and he was like, yeah, it's a really good one. We'll watch it like eventually. We're just trying to find other stuff. So we were like, we're, re- we're relaunching. We didn't like any of the vampire movies we watched, so I was like, you know what? Let's just watch Lost Boys. It's supposed to be really good. Maybe I'll have fun. Maybe I'll like vampire movies again. Right. Start watching it. It's the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life and then I'm waiting. I'm like, okay, so when is this getting good? And the whole time I was like, no, this is gonna get good because this is everyone's favorite vampire movie. So this is gonna get good. It, it never... Wh- when? What happened? To, <laughs> what ha- What was good? In total fairness... I'm not I'm not gonna make the case it's my favorite vampires movie. I like it. I like Lost Boys. My favorite vampire movie might be Blade, to be honest with you. Like I, I I'm a huge fan of Is it Corey Feldman? Because he was so annoying. But he, he, he's so, <laughs> so I'm like, so, I'm like ah, get, get, get. Dude, they All told right. him to dress like Rambo and he was speaking like Rocky the entire movie. Like what is who gave him those instructions? Ah, uh, clearly a genius. Yeah, that sounds like a winner to me. Yeah, come on, come on. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Not when it's Corey Feldman. Not when it is, not when it is like a 13-year-old boy strung out on cocaine going, Hey guys, we gotta go get that vampire over there. Feldman? Or so I assume you're more of a Haim as opposed to Feldman fan? I mean, yeah. I'm getting the vibe he's in either. Why? Why? Why is Corey Feldman popular? Like, and you know what? Uh, have you ever seen him dance like Michael Jackson? Come on, that's 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 your answer. That was right really there. sad. Dream a little dream. <laughs> have you seen anything that he's doing now? No. Well, no. That's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> I, I, I I'm with you on that. He is after uh, 1990. He yeah, doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. We 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 actually don't recognize him. He's you know he's out there. Whatever. Hey, he looks like a melted candle. Uh, he did you watch he that does. thing uh, the the right. the Soleil Moonfry documentary that just yes. came out? It was uh, it was actually pretty cool. I think it's called something '90s. So Soleil Moonfry, when she was you know rising to her popularity, it's Brewster, right? Yep, she would always take a camcorder around with her everywhere, and she videotaped everything that was going on. So it's these um, it's these incredible like interviews with you know Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell like all these people were hanging out with each other um Feldman was a part of it too so the this is totally sidetracking but i found it to be the most fascinating part these voicemails where it's like Hey, Soleil, it's Charles. I hope you're doing well. It was uh, Charlie cool. Sheen. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was like 40 when he was calling her. Oh, oh that's man. not good. No, not good at all. Good, yeah. old, good old Charles. <laughs> Charles Sheen. Speaking of Zach Morris, have you listened to his podcast, Zach to the Future? No. I, oh, I, I need to get on that immediately. I've heard it's good. What do you think Zach to the Future is about? Him recalling back uh, Saved by the Bell episodes, like piece by piece. Yeah, what did you start saying for a second? Back to the Future? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it called Zack to the Future? Oh, yeah. Because it's catchy. No, yeah. but if you really think about it, that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> you would think it'd be him talking about the future. The well, artwork, you're not making soup. 
is Zach Morris and the dude who makes Zach Morris's trash. I can't remember either of their real names right now. Someone's going to wear me for that, but whatever. Oh, they're, they're together on that? Those Zach Morris's trash things are hilarious. Have you seen those? I agree with you that on that completely. When I heard the podcast yeah. was coming out, I was excited for that reason because those are awesome. I'd never heard them collaborate with each other, but I was like, okay, this is going to be cool because those are funny. Um, the artwork is both of them standing next to a DeLorean. Sure. I don't know why. It's all about Saved by the Bell. And then the recaps, <laughs> it, it's so weird because, okay, do you guys know Zach Morris's real name? Uh, I can never remember God, it. Okay, the it's minute fine. you say it, I'm going to know It's it. like I three can... names, right? It's Mark something something, Anders something yeah, Anderson. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm look Mark Paul Gosler. There it is. Mark there Paul we go. Gosler. There yeah. we go. So anyway, he doesn't really, like, I'm not trying to hate on it. But I feel like he doesn't really say anything about like anything that's going on, and the podcast is just kind of, it's just kind of sad. And I was really excited for it because I was like, okay, say by the bell, Zach Morris, Zach Morris is trash. This is gonna be great. <laughs> and then where I went and popped out, I was like, oh, this isn't that good. And I was like, is it just me though? Like, is it just me? And then I looked and it had like a three star on iTunes. I was like, oh, it's not just me. <laughs> that's a bummer. That's a bummer. That's that kind of. It's interesting to me. Um, it's. You know, again, kind of credit to you, Caleb, because I think we've we follow the pod charts a lot because we're trying to kind of measure how we're doing. And you pop up as a very popular podcast. I didn't and even I think know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, check chartable. Check you're, chartable. Yeah. You're, you're going to get addicted. You'll be really. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> they send me emails and I kind of just ignore them. No, you're, I mean, but I mean, and again, it's That's why you're cool. There's yeah. Right. <laughs> Not like Max and I, like every morning 4am we set our alarm and look at it, but no, no, no. That used to be me. Trust me. That used to be me. And now I'm just like, all right. I don't know. After seeing myself fall off on charts enough, I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. It well, hurts. But the, the, the thing that is impressive, I think about what you've done and what a lot of creators have done. And it almost gives me a little bit of resentment towards Mark Paul Gosler, if I'm saying his name right, and I keep on whatever. whatever. Say it wrong, make him annoyed. Say it wrong, right? All these celebrities, like it's John Paul Gaultier. Like uh, okay, like <laughs> you can't just be a celebrity and pick up a guitar and decide to start a band. Like you have to at least know how to play it. Some of them, like I think um, Kevin Bacon's in a band. I think it's pretty good. He's a good musician, but for the most part, it's not just something that happens by default. But if you put a microphone in front of a celebrity, there's at least a few hundred thousand fans that are going to tune in to listen to it. That is frustrating. And and, and usually it's short lived, but it's just so funny because there's really some amazing content out there. You know, we found you, we found a few other podcasts where I'm blown away by how good the content is. And it, you would I never hate it. Know. I love it. I you, hate it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's yeah. another great one. Yeah. And you just yeah. never know because nobody who's a part of that podcast has a famous last name. Yeah. Mm. So it's grassroots guerrilla marketing. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I talked to 200 yeah. random people a day. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> And look, that's how I met you. That was fantastic. Yeah, you're one of my firsts. And I am glad that you came around. And I also agree with you completely, Mo. I mean, it, it sucks because that's kind of just how the podcast market is. Like, that's why when a lot of people, like, ask me for advice or whatnot and, like, getting into podcasts, and I'm like, dude, you're just going to have to, like, grind and, like, you know, don't worry about other stuff. Like, you're just going to have to grind yeah. and, like, do it and, like, you know, be passionate about it and actually like it. Because otherwise, if you don't, you're going to fall out really fast because there's so many people out there. And, like, the literally the only ones that pop up are the ones with like famous names attached like even right. even having big names attached usually doesn't do anything i mean like right. when i first launched scream with um you know ash and elena 
Um, there were other podcasts on the new and noteworthy and whatnot. You know, I'm sure you've seen that on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a new and no- noteworthy, and like I saw some things that were like, you know, people had like 35, like 40 to 50 like iTunes reviews within like you know the first week or two of coming out, and they're on the new and noteworthy. So I was like, okay, cool. And they were like, you know, just five stars or something are pretty good reviews. And I was like, I think we could probably do that. And then we had like. 150 or something you know within like the first week and i'm like okay so we're gonna pop on new and noteworthy and never popped up and then when i go through all of those things some of them aren't even new some of them aren't even that popular some of them have terrible uh ratings but the thing in common with every single one of them is that there is an actual like usually a-list celebrity attached to them right Mm -hmm. right and i think i and I think you said like the one when you were kind of listing off of things that are important, we get people that reach out to us all the time and they're asking similar questions, you know, like, what do you recommend? And I have to say, and as much as I give Max a hard time, the reason that this has been great for us is that every Sunday when we go to record, like I wake up and I'm excited. Like we love yeah. doing this above and beyond everything else. And so for me, if it ever became more than it is right now, that's icing on the cake. The cake itself is we get to hang out every Sunday and talk about 80s movies, yeah, which is a exactly. blast. Like we talked 30 minutes beforehand with you. It was just fun. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, should we push record? It's like, yeah, okay, let's do <laughs> fine. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, that's how it went for, like, me and Bree in the beginning. I mean, we just started out. We are just like, dude, let's just do this because it seems like a fun thing to do. We already talk about horror movies, like, for hours and hours on end as it is. We already scream at each other, and we were like... There was a few people that were like, hey, what you're doing right now sounds like a podcast. And then, like, we were already kind of thinking about, like, doing one, too. Or I was already thinking about doing one. I was like, yeah, we should just do it because it's the same thing we're doing right now just with a microphone. That's awesome. And, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, now it's become pretty much, like, I make more than my part-time job on it now. Like, I still have to work my part-time job. I'm not, like, you know, like, quitting or doing anything. But, I mean, it's awesome because I get to just you know talk about things that I lo- I get to watch horror movies and then talk about them. Now when I heard you say like I need to get through my Patreon movie picks that people have picked for me, I was like that is a good life. <laughs> He's like I have to get through all these movies. I'm like mm, that's that's what Ma- I want to get there. That's what Ma- <laughs> that's what Max and I we, we just got a we just started a sponsorship relationship with 80stees.com and it's the oh, same yeah. thing like it's it's Max and I spending an hour and a half on a computer picking out the shirts that we want them to send us as a promotion for us to show on the show. And and is there anything more fun than picking out 25 you know 80s movies themed t-shirts it was a total blast 35 35. thank you thank you no no i'm saying 35 would be more fun than 25 yeah that's true (laughs) don't step on my job neither one of you got it (laughs) i didn't get it i didn't get it at all 35 is a weird number i guess i still don't get it yeah i'm saying pick out more shirts would be more fun i don't know what you're talking about you said 25 shirts i did say 25 shirts okay can can you can you can you edit this part out (laughs) max gets out of control sometimes i'm sorry i apologize why don't you we'll get, let's get into Nightmare on Elm Street, Max. You're, yeah, let's you're, do you're, it. Let's get the talk. That's all you care about. Ask. I'm sure you got a hundred questions to pepper Caleb with. Go ahead. I do just have to say one thing, Max. The reason why getting through Patreon picks was terrible yeah. is because mm-hmm. my fans hate me. Uh, my fans hate me, and they specifically pick things that they know That's I amazing. would never want to watch any day of my <laughs> life. Like they pick things that. <laughs> You mean, you mean like Lost Boys? Like after this, you're, you're after this episode, it's gonna be Lost Boys. It's gonna be like a hundred requests to watch Lost Boys. What was the worst one? Shout them out. What was the worst one? Well, the first time I ever started doing Patreon picks, and this was like way back in the day when they were still like you know like fifteen dollars. When I was like you know, I mean, I'm still small now, but I was way smaller then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, my one of my good friends, and this was actually like this wasn't even just like you know a fan that 
I've never met. This is one of my friends, but he That's heard awesome. about it and he knew that I hate zombie movies. So he immediately <laughs> did two months and he was like, all right, do World War Z and Train to Busan. And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> I think he actually picked something before that, too. I think he might have done three, actually. Aren't friends the best? <laughs> and then after that, I just get stupid stuff. Like, uh, Kim, my buddy Kim, shout out Kim. I hate you more than anything. You're the worst person I've ever met. Kim... Made me cover this movie called Cry Wolf. I know you've never okay. seen it, Max, but Mo, have you seen it or heard of it? Uh, no, I've not. Uh. Yeah, because no one talks about it, because no one cares about it, because it's the worst movie ever. I think, if I remember right, Bon Jovi was in that one. I think that was the oh Bon Jovi movie she showed me, and it was like, she was mad at me. Because she was like, dude, you didn't mention Bon Jovi. And I was like, yeah, I know you picked that because you wanted me to mention Bon Jovi. So why was I going to talk about that? That was the worst part of that movie. And there was so much wrong with it. It's a werewolf movie? I don't even know. Okay. No, not at all. You know what? Yeah. It's too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Too it's, soon. It's not even <laughs> close to being a werewolf movie. It has nothing to do with werewolves or crying. Oh. <laughs> it's. I'll tell you. It's. It sounds great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to checking it out. It sounds incredible. Is it an '80s movie? I hope it's an '80s movie. It's like 2005 or something. No, no. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'll still check it out. Yeah. D- don't. Just don't. <laughs> I'm gonna do it just to spite you. I'm gonna take a picture of me watching it. I'm gonna no, live. But we're both definitely joining your Patreon after this. We're yeah, gonna load you up yeah, with a bunch seriously. of crap. Yeah. <laughs> please, please stay away from my Patreon. I don't. I don't. You know what? I don't need your money. <laughs> this point I don't, I don't well you know what i need it but i don't want it no <laughs> that's what understand. it is we understand <laughs> okay look, so. look you're gonna be a frankenhooker and you're gonna take our money and you're gonna do what we tell you to do i've already done it so i just tell you no yeah. perfect you think perfect. i have you really think i haven't done frankenhooker that was like the please mo that was like the like the 13th or like four i don't know what episode it was but that was an early one that's awesome i need to check that out like now, yeah. The name alone, I was, I was sold. Yeah. I was sold when I heard the name. Well, now I'm into horror movies. These are these eight were awesome. I ripped through them in two days. Like so much fun. I don't think I had more, had more fun watching that many movies in a row. No nightmares, no nothing. It was just fantastic. Max turned me on to one of my favorite shows, Rick and Morty, and it's funny because there's uh, an episode that is essentially a spoof of. Scary Terry. Freddy Scary Scary Terry. I can't yeah. remember his name. So the fact that yeah, so the fact that you watch that entire episode and prior to ever having seen any Nightmare on Elm Streets, you have to now be laughing so hard at the at the satire of Freddy Krueger, right? Well, culturally, I knew what was going on, right? But I mean, there's nuance to like the yeah, joke yeah. that you would pick up on now that they more. could just hide that he yeah. actually could couldn't yeah. find them, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff, yeah. and just his <laughs> ending line to every single sentence. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. sure you yeah. Yeah. That, which right? you like, you think it's gratuitous, but then you watch these movies, and you're like, no, it's pretty much how many times he That's says exactly it. Exactly yeah. what Robert England did over and over and over and over again. Well, I was so surprised. He's not in the movie very much in the beginning ones. In the first movie, he's in seven minutes total, which blew my mind. Yeah. Like, I thought this was going to be a movie where slash, gore, grime, disgusting. It's not. It's really kind of just a psychological thriller with, like, this paranormal 10%. Well, you have have to remember, too, and, and, you know, Spielberg, credit to him on a little bit of this, but, you know, the, the idea of the hide. Right. Like not bringing the monster out. Like you look at Jaws. Right. You don't even see the full shark until what you're halfway through the movie. And oh, it takes a long time. Right. So like from a from a cinematography standpoint, that's something that was copied quite a bit in early horror films. What's what I love about the Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, you know, set is that they unapologetically 
commercialize and go over the top with every like every every single one from like all as you're moving up just gets more and more ridiculous like it, it's got a sense of humor about itself it, it's it's just it's charming that way it's kind of like rambo like the first yes. one's a real movie That's and actually then, then really it amps up and gets yes. insane yes yeah because the first one is really good it's got like the synth music the stairs that are melting yeah and like even the way glenn dies you know johnny depp that he gets sucked in and then the blood smoothie and then you don't see anything else. Like it's really kind of artsy. When uh, uh, Caleb, what's the girl's name? Because I'm this is where I'm going to be brutal and not can remember things. Um, but the one where she's up on the ceiling and she's basically uh, getting like filleted up on the ceiling with the blood everywhere. Tina. Tina, is that right? Yeah, Tina. Okay, I think so. Yeah. Like even even that. Like when you watch that at the time, I and mean, that was that was fantastic. Those special effects were incredible, you know? Like, it was it was the dancing on the ceiling, freaking breaking, <laughs> breaking, breaking two. Okay. I'm I was like, thinking breaking two, yeah, not yeah. Fred Astaire. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and speaking of that, I have to say something. Um, parallel to that, remember in the remake where they tried to do that, and it's just... Yes. Uh, here we go. So, here so, we go. So, 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 you, you like the remake. I want to qualify this. It's not that I... Uh, I I'm like the the easiest person to please. I like all movies. It's very rare. With the exception of Coming to America 2, Howard I have never, and Howard the Duck, and Over the Top. Those are like the only three movies I don't like in the world. I don't love- You want to just talk about re- Coming to America 2 because I'm angry? No. No. No, you that's you also, like, I know your thing is being angry and mine's being Johnny Sunshine. You want to get you and I both in the pit of despair? Talk about Coming to America 2. Like, I, it makes my teeth hurt to talk did about it. Did you even it. finish it? Yeah. Oh, you did? I couldn't finish it. Yeah. Oh, I, I finished it so that when I put my lawsuit together for the time I wasted on it and I go after Eddie Murphy. I mean, it was unreal. It was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, ever. I watched it with like a group of like three people because we were like, we saw it going by and we were like, or like where we were looking for a movie and we're like, okay, so that's already out. Let's check it out. And just immediately I was like, this is not going well. And they're like, oh, it's, it's all right. It'll get better a little bit. And like they, no one was laughing at all and they were trying to kind of like, you know, push it off for a second. Like, oh, it might be all right. And then after like, 20 30, no no after like 40 minutes like after 30 minutes they were over it after 40 minutes we just all decide like yeah no we're not watching this anymore the biggest indictment that i can put on that movie is that every single person in the world was pulling for it to be a success like who didn't want that movie to be good you yeah. get all of the memories stoked the nostalgia they bring all the characters back it just was that bad it was that bad that despite wanting it to be good, couldn't make it. Were, so, they, were they trying to be the same movie? It's not even Max. It was oh, so. It was. It was a combination of no, no creativity, no, no character development. Like the acting was bad. It's everything that you could do to make a movie bad. That's what the movie did. No character development, and most of the characters are already developed. Right. Right. <laughs> and they were stuck in time. That's a great point. And they were stuck in time. And so like that's so now bringing this to the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I, I don't think it was great, but I, I, I enjoyed it because I the guy who played Freddy, who's in Watchmen, he played Jackie uh, Earl. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him. Like I, I he, you know, it was it's when you have an iconic character, right? When you have Robert England, it's really hard to replace that. They could have done things 100 times better. I agree with you in the sense that it certainly didn't blow my socks off. But I enjoyed watching it. You know, I I could sit through it. I mean, I could barely sit through Coming to America too. That movie, I, it wouldn't kill me to watch it again. It was so serious. Do you know what I mean? Like, Freddy is fun. Like, was there any line that he had that was entertaining whatsoever? Well, it was a different Freddy. That's the thing. It was just a different Freddy. It was yeah. Rorschach in a, in a Nightmare <laughs> yeah, on Elm Street movie. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> I'm not going to win this argument. No, it was. <laughs> no, I just want you to tell. I just, I, I want to, I genuinely want to ask you. 
Was that not Rorschach? It was. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Something I need to know before I move on with this conversation. I think for me, it just brought back a part of my childhood that I missed and that I enjoyed and I was excited to watch it. And I lived with the fact that it wasn't that great because I was like, oh, cool. You know, like almost like those Alien vs. Predator movies, which are total hot garbage. But I kind of like those. Oh, God. You know, I can agree with you on some parts of that because... Yeah, the Alien vs. Predator movies, they're not good, but I kind of like them. The Like, Freddy vs. Jason, not the best. I, I like it also. I liked Freddy vs. Jason. I thought that was I good. I haven't seen it. I kind of oh, love it. You, you'll like it. Yeah. You'll like it. But see, like, Will so I get it? Do I need to know what Jason's about? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's, he's kind of yeah. monosyllabic. Does he talk even? No. That that movie doesn't even really know what Jason are, is about. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> He's he's an outdoorsy guy. He's yeah. a, he's a hiker, a camper. I dress like him for, as Halloween. I take you to Crystal, I take you to Crystal Lake. Show you yeah. around. You'd, yeah. you'd, you'd like it. It'd be fine. <laughs> okay, well, back to the the remake. And I know we're bouncing <laughs> yeah. around. Um, no, let's do it. It it starts off. It starts off really good. Actually, the first kill is really the good. The dream sequence, the stab. Yeah, it starts off so yeah, the like the the throat slitting and whatnot. Like that. That's yeah. a really good kill. Hmm. And then from there, you just think it goes down. I mean, well, I, I got quiet because that was the end of my statement. <laughs> 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 oh, Freddie so seemed good. too crispy, too. He They put him in the oven for an extra five minutes. Do you know what I mean? I didn't like how he looked. When they got close to him and, like, you can visibly see the CGI on his face, like his little yeah. skin, like, moving around, I was like, what is the point of CGIing his face? And I laughed at the last kill when they took the mom out through the window. I started laughing. It's, it was it, like, I was like, this is a joke. It was kind of a shout out to the original, but just done so terribly. Right. Yeah. Well, when you dive in and out of doing like shot for shot stuff from the classic and then you mess with it, it kind of like jars my brain. So, so you think either do it all or do none of either, it? Yeah. Either go um, Vince Vaughn yeah, yeah. psycho or don't. Fun fact, too. Do you know the woman that knitted the sweater from the original movie knitted the sweater for this movie, too? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who I cares? Care. I care very much. <laughs> Her name's Judy Graham. <laughs> shout out, Judy. Oh, my God. I, no, yeah, shout out, Judy. But who cares about the rest of that? I'm sure she's cool, but I don't... <laughs> I want no facts about this. I love that stuff. Well, he he loves facts, just not about this movie, because he hates this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I felt proud of myself that I laughed at the end, and it, was, it wasn't scary at all to me. Well, I like I like the adrenaline shot though. That's the one thing when they put the adrenaline shot in her chest. I was like, "That's new. That's fun." A little pop fictiony. Yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. modernized how to like stay up. You know. Okay, just don't even mention. <laughs> don't mention anything Tarantino. Or we're gonna go somewhere else. Just don't. All There's right. certain things we can't mention because this is gonna all be right. a nine-hour episode. You say you can't talk for three hours, but you guys do realize that we haven't even really talked about a movie yet, and we're almost an hour in. <laughs> So what you're saying is, let's start with A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Let's start, yeah, let's go back. Let's start with we, one. We had, we, had a, we had a cathartic session. You yeah. flushed the sin from our body. We're not talking about the remake. We can go back to the original. Well, normally I get geared up in the beginning. You calmed us down. We you were did. like, we were like yeah, tranquil yeah, cows. Your, your meditation thing, yeah. I was like, I, I'm good. I'm feeling great. Let's, yeah. let's just talk and dance. This I'm going to call you at 3 a.m. and be like, I can't sleep. He will call you at 3 a.m. Just don't answer. Put your put your phone on snooze. I'll answer. I'm probably up most of the time. So anyway, I don't really... 
Mo, I don't want us to talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street that much because really it's there's a reason I don't do a lot of mainstream movies on this show because I'm mm-hmm. like every horror movie podcast is talking about them. I really don't care. I've probably mm-hmm. talked about them with other people a bunch of times. You've heard the conversations. But I do want to hear is Max's side as someone as what was that your fourth horror movie you've ever watched in your life? Yep, that was. I watched it at nine in the morning last Wednesday. Okay. On my little so hold on, let me back up. Let me try to get frame of my frame of mind. So I watched it when it was light out, so I was <laughs> I wasn't scared. So that was nice. And I was kind of blown away that it was more terrifying that the parents wouldn't listen to the kids, that it's going to sleep is like the freaky part of it all. Like it wasn't gore, guts, jump scares or anything like that. It was more kind of just a fun movie for ninety percent of it with these kind of fun practical effects. So I had a really good time watching it. So I was kind of like, I was like, oh, this is what this is about. And I was kind of excited about horror movies. So is this what a standard horror movie kind of is? Did this revolutionize things and start a new way of horror movies being created? Or like, is this a unique horror movie or am I seeing this differently than everything else? Did it, I wouldn't say that Nightmare on Elm Street revolutionized horror because I feel like it was already kind of like horror movies already had a lot of the same elements that Nightmare on Elm Street had way before it came out. But Mm -hmm. it is, I mean, it's an iconic series just because of the character and what it built. Like, it's definitely, like, up there with, you know, I mean, Jason and Hellraiser and Leatherface and all those other ones. But for very different reasons, I would say that Nightmare is one of the more interesting, or not even just one of the more interesting, but one of the the stranger uh, versions of all of these series. Because, and especially going back through it and watching them all in a row, because I've seen them... I've seen all of them a bunch of times, but this is actually the first time I've watched them all in a row within, Mm. like, two days or, like, three days or whatever. Um, And what I've noticed about the entire series is that it's really fairly heavy on body horror after the first couple ones, which I think is very, very different in terms of all of these uh, stereotypical series and classic series, iconic series, whatever you'd want to call it, cult classics. But, like, Jason doesn't really have any body horror. Halloween doesn't have it. Hellraiser is more just, like, just straight gore and, like, mm. more just weird, like, gross-looking practicals. I, wouldn't, I don't even know if I would call a lot of it body horror. But a lot of this has, like, that stretching, that weird, right. like, you know, morphing together and, like... The long arms. That's terrifying. Yeah, the, t- yeah. the tongue. There's a lot of tongue going on. Yeah. He, yeah. And I He's will say, uh, yeah, like, to answer your question, that is in a lot of horror movies but maybe not like all the ones you're gonna watch like i could tell you a lot of my favorite horror movies which are similar to this because i do really like body horror and just weird i just like i like gross looking things like cronenberg kind of stuff i feel like these are kind of like in the cronenberg world of all the main ones it's interesting additionally to i mean to your point about kind of getting max's reaction versus ours i i just wonder how much I wonder how much you're desensitized to being scared by it because of what you've already lived through and how things have changed as oh, far my as life is just awful. Not your specific life, oh. although it is awful. But um, <laughs> in general, like the, when I was watching these movies when I was a kid, there wasn't a constant stream of 
violence and, and like I almost have become more desensitized to it because that stuff was terrifying when I was younger. I mean, I, I, that, that I remember every Halloween, someone's older brother had a copy of it when I was nine, 10, 11, 12 years old when we were watching those. And it was as campy as it is now, it yeah. didn't feel that way back then. And I wonder how much of that is because of our age or how much of that is because now you watch a horror film and I, I, it, I can get a gag reflex going on some of the stuff that's out nowadays, you know, like what would they call it? Like horror porn or whatever, like the gore, gore porn. porn. Yeah. I mean that some of that stuff is just incredible. I mean, I, I can't yeah, like I, hostile stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like yeah. centipede. Is that what it's called? The, the human centipede. The human centipede. Right? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. I can't, I can't handle. I can't watch that. I just stuff. know the South Park. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I get, see all, even that stuff. It's so funny hearing you guys say that because I'm just synthesizing in a different way. The only movie that's ever really made me gag is um, a Serbian film. And that is just absolutely disgusting. Just the grossest thing in the world. Mm. Um, but there's like, I, 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 there is something to it. I don't know exactly what the line is, but I mean, I'm as as it stands for me, I'm pretty desensitized to like everything. Like none of them really get to me, and none of them make me feel weird. I can watch all of them like as I'm falling asleep. I actually prefer to watch them when I'm going to sleep. Yeah, it's good music too. Like the music's kind of calming. It's got that '80s synth vibe to it. I just really dug it. Dream Warrior. No, that's a fair one. Yeah. I skipped to the third yeah. one, but you said song, and I had to do it. Come no. on, a little deco. <laughs> no deco here. Yeah, Caleb, it's only gonna happen twice. That was the first one. You get the second in a few. <laughs> the nursery oh. rhyme freaked me out too. By the way, big time. With the kids skipping and the Freddy rhyme. One, yeah. That, two, Freddy yeah, there it is. Coming coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, oh six. And now I'm going to take Max down to hell. <laughs> Nine, Florier. Dream Warrior. You know what? You kind of sounded yeah. like Master Shake right there, so I'll take it. There you go. <laughs> I'll take it. I like it now. I like it now. Oh, Do it good. more. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know that's, that nursery rhyme wasn't in the script? No. It, it was Heather Largenkamp who played Nancy. It was her boyfriend. He just made it on set. What a weird boyfriend. Just yeah. hanging out on set. <laughs> He's like, just like, huh. <laughs> He's like, you're doing a great job, honey. Unrelated. One, two. <laughs> You say it's so weird, but honestly, if I was like dating an actress, that's exactly what I would be doing on set. I'd be like, "Yeah, I got Trying a jingle to terrify for you guys." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And also, Heather is just the greatest thing in the world. The best, really, I think, the best part about one. I'm glad she comes around. Let's go ahead and move off of one, though, because like I said, everyone's heard about it. If Unless we're, we're like diving deep and talking about all the really artsy stuff and beautiful things, then everyone just wants to hear about Johnny Depp exploding. And we already right. briefly mentioned it, so it's fine. <laughs> we, we did. Move yeah, on. yeah. Let's do it. Number two. Let's do two. So the second nightmare, Freddy's Revenge, had an insane bird explosion. Oh, that's the best scene in the whole <laughs> best scene in the whole movie. 
Oh, you guys remember the lineup? It was so hot in that room, and they checked the thermostat, and just boom, that bird's fly. I mean, that's so. Here, you know, the best part about that is that Max mentioned this about how what was terrifying to him is that these parents aren't listening to their kids. How do you shrug that off? And then as the dad is like, you did this, didn't you? Like, I'd be like, well, how did I explode the bird? How can you blame me for this? This is the worst movie dad. I have the exact line that he said, like right after he was like, there has to be a logical explanation. I mean, animals don't just burst into flames for no reason. And I'm like, yeah, no, they don't. So ask, ask them what's go. What do you figure this out, dude? Right. It also it also ignores that prior to the explosion, this like little house bird is like falcon gripping his face and like ripping yeah. it open and attacking him. Like, just shake that off. It's my kid. He must be on the drugs. And he's just like, oh, turn off the gas. Like yeah. what? Yeah. They, did you smell? I, yeah, that's right. The, like, didn't you smell a gas leak earlier, honey? <laughs> so incredible. Oh man. Just ultimate dad vibes. He, it just, was. he got a good deal on the house. That's oh, all yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's also, that's actually another hilarious part of this. He's like, oh, I, I heard a rumor that 600 children were murdered in this house. He's like, well, well, whatever. And potato, potato came with a hot tub. It's fine. It's, don't worry about it. Uh, that's literally just like the plot to every single possession movie. And it's so weird that it was just thrown into this for no reason. And also, I have a, I have a really good question that I genuinely don't think either of you guys can answer. I for sure will not be able to, but... Uh, seven. The answer is seven. God, he's good. That's a good... That's my favorite number. So, I mean... Nice. Now you play the dice, I see. <laughs> so, what was Freddy getting reven- revenge on in the first place? The parents that murdered him for being a child murderer who got off on a technicality. I'm talking about in... In the second one, Freddy's Revenge. What's he getting revenge on? In the movie titled Freddy's Revenge. He just wants to be back, right? I mean, like... No, he, but this is his point. There's yeah. There, what's the revenge end? What did the title mean? Revenge like, Did it mean anything? Because I don't know what it means. I don't. Yeah, there's no one... There's no one connected to the family. There's always someone connected to the family. You right. know, it's either his daughter the or... Only, the, the only connection here is that he moved into the house. That's right? it? Yeah, right. dude. Like, I mean, it kind of sucked, too. Like, the whole storyline was just some teenager turning into Freddy Krueger. And I'm like, I don't... Right. Was he the revenge was he getting the revenge for for, i don't know where revenge comes from what what i don't know where the revenge came from i will say that like okay so similar to you were talking about kind of the body aspect of it that the arms being extended in the first one one thing that that nightmare on elm street 2 did that very few this happens very almost never in any of the other films his crossover into the real world was gnarly. Was gnarly. Yeah. Like in in the pool party scene when he's actually there, that element of, oh my God, this actually is real. Yeah. And and kids are losing their minds and he's just running around like and the one <laughs> he's kid just skulking around. The, the best part the is one the, kid, the, the one kid's trying to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. It's totally by the way, it's to, <laughs> totally Max. Max is like, oh it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. Let me just talk to him. I, I have this quote. He goes, I'm here to help you. <laughs> it's like you poor child. He's got like a bowl cut. <laughs> oh man. It's the best. It's the best. Oh but no, it's a, uh, Caleb, that's a great question. It, it's it's very like Jaws the Revenge. The whole plot of the movie is that the shark traveled <laughs> yeah. to the Bahamas to seek exactly. revenge. It's absurd. It's an absurd movie, but at least the, the name of it makes sense because like it's venge, vengeful. Yeah. Thank you so much because that's actually what I was getting to. I was going to compare it to that because I'm like, at least in that, like it's the dumbest plot ever, but at least like the plot kind of tracks. Like, I don't know why it exists. I don't know why that's happening, but right. okay, like I'll accept it. But in this, I don't know what the name means. It could have just called, like, just, just call it Freddy's Back. Right. Yeah. Right. The only <laughs> other movie title that confuses me more is Weekend at Bernie's 2. 
<laughs> I will. You'll never be able to explain that to me. I, I, how do you? How do you have a sequel that's beyond me? Is it still him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen it? No. Yeah. That's, they, why would I think that there's a sequel to that, that that's movie? Why, okay. So now you're, you're illustrating my point. Like we'll put it: Freddy's Freddy's Revenge, yeah. Weekend at Bernie's Two, the two most misleading and confusing movie titles ever. Three from Hell. How are three of them even alive? How are they not all dead? How is it not new people from a different hell? <laughs> like, they should have all been dead. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, uh, I guess Wes Craven didn't have anything to do with this movie. It kind of shows. That uh, he, he did. No, Craven he, did. Oh, you're right. Because he did oh, one two. and three and New Nightmare. Yeah, he was like, I'm not being a part of this. Two. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it, it shows. Isn't that Spielberg ran into the same thing, right? I thought you were going to say Spielberg did this. I was no, like, no, no, no. He well, did. That was a uh, I think, did Spielberg bail after Jaws, after the first Jaws? Yeah. Okay, that's what Blue I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, none of the other Jaws were ever good. You mean he didn't do Jaws 3D? <laughs> you know what else he did? Poltergeist, and I'll never forgive him. You're not a Poltergeist fan? No. Are you? Uh, no. You know what? Actually, there's a movie. I was just thinking about yesterday. I'm I was a trying, Nelson fan. I know. I was trying to go through in my head the like my favorite horror films, and for a, a short period of time when I was renting movies in high school and I just would feel like getting something unique, what is the movie? Is it called The Gate? And there's like a lot of claymation, like monsters that come through some like portal to hell. Is it called the gate or gate? Does that sound familiar to you? Are they digging in the backyard? No. Okay, because that's the gate. Sounds familiar, but parents go away for a weekend. Older sister, younger brother. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had this like flashback to some random movie, and I okay. figured I'd ask the, the pro, and you let me down. So thanks. Mm. <laughs> I do it often. <laughs> it's all right. Now, now you really do feel like I'm a co-host. It's constant, constant letdowns. Yeah, the fact that anyone would call me a pro is even baffling to me. Some people, like every once in a while, sometimes people will message and they're like, "I can't believe you didn't know this or that about that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just a dude that oh that talks God. about horror movies and just rips on them. What do you expect from me? I never claim to be anything." <laughs> yeah, I po I posted today about Back to the Future. It's Crispin Glover's birthday. I accidentally posted a picture of the guy who wore the makeup to be like him in Back to the Future 2. <laughs> and everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, he looks like him. I'm sorry. Max, Max is the voice of reason between the two of us. Every once in a while when someone was like, someone goes like Simpsons comic book guy on us. Oh, you want to face stomp him. And I literally am like, get his phone number. And <laughs> Max is like, I'm not getting his phone number. I'm like, we're, we're making a, we're taking a trip to Kansas and we're going to find this guy and drag him out of his house. It's the most obnoxious stuff. I like, I don't mind being corrected, but the vitriol of these trolls that are just like, Everybody knows that that scene took place five minutes, 46 seconds into the second film, not five minutes, 42 seconds. And Max and I are just like, we want to murder you. Like, yeah, first off, no one knows. Like three people know you're one of them. <laughs> and if you do, fine. If you don't, who cares? Yeah. Move on. Yeah. I'm not built to deal with that. Max, thank God is. I get I get fired up. Well, I like those facts once in a while. So <laughs> Well, like I like when people tell them to me. I just don't like when they tell them when they tell it to Bingo. me in like a holistic manner. I'm just like if yep. you tell me just like, hey, you know, did you know that this was actually this and that? I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like I, I agree completely. I love learning about anything. Like I, I love I actively seek out learning about stuff that I despise just because I'm like, you know what? I can't just I can't just gather knowledge that I like because then that's just that's just a yeah. flawed view on the world. I need to just echo chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to I need to get I need to you know take it all. That's in. a very spiritual. That's a very spiritual thing. I like that. Yeah, I need to take it all in. But if you're if you're just gonna be annoying, then leave me alone. 
That's where I get a little fired up. Well, you're both alphas. I'm a beta boy. So I don't it care. Don't, the fact that you're even using that word, um, it makes you, uh, like, I don't know. It makes me not an alpha is what I'm getting to. <laughs> I'm weirdly comfortable with myself and everything I do, and it sometimes makes Mo uncomfortable. <laughs> sometimes, all well, the time. Because I comment on how handsome dudes are because I'm just comfortable with myself. That doesn't make me uncomfortable. It doesn't make me yeah. uncomfortable. It is the frequency in which you do it. Like, we can't get through a podcast without, like, six, uh, seven comments about the, the deep blue eyes. He's so so pretty. And I'm like, I know. We've been talking about him for, like, 15 minutes now. You oh, know? you're guesting on the wrong show because I do the <laughs> same thing. Oh man, I just Caleb, your hair looks great. Here, you look. I was actually, I'm not gonna lie. There was like 30 minutes ago where I was just looking at Max, and he was kind of like looking up at uh, Mo talking, and his eyes were kind of glistening, and I was like, "Wow, Max is a really attractive guy." Is this happening? Is my fantasy? I can, I can, I can step out. I was just, I, I, I'm gonna go wash my hands and get some water. You guys, however much time you need. You know, Caleb, I'm the one who's got to go back to work with him after you fill his head with all this garbage. And it's, I just, it's not a good situation for me, okay? He's going to show up with a bunch of product in his hair next week and be like, well, Caleb says he likes me with a little product in my hair, Mo. What's your problem? Yeah, I did say that. Yeah, if I come in with deep purple hair, you know what happened. I know, okay, yeah. I know, it's so true. I mean, I'm not going to lie. His mustache is outstanding. I mean, I can't. Mine? Like, no, not your. Oh. Between the three of us, Max. <laughs> look, see, Caleb, this is what I'm talking about. Clearly, between the three of us, I was talking about your mustache, but because you give him one compliment, he's like, well, thanks, Mo. I don't have a mustache, but you're right. It is beautiful. I always knew that Mo was in love with me. Now I want to see Freddie with a mustache. What would that look like? Who was it again that Robert... Could he grow one? Is who, the hair burnt? Who Refresh my memory. Robert England. We, we, no, we just did this fact the other day. Uh, Robert England... <laughs> told someone to try out for a part that he try out for was it uh was it uh mark hamill isn't that how mark hamill got i can't remember what you're talking about but i've heard that before i know exactly what you're talking about was it the star wars the empire strikes back one then maybe that's why he tried out for it just a minute yeah it was that was it. Robert England tried out for audition for the role of luke skywalker shut up and and he immediately went to his really good friend mark hamill and said you should audition for this role that's incredible. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I don't know why, but I was actually just like researching into that again like a couple days ago. That's why when he said it, I was like, wait a second. I remember something about that. Yeah. Well, look at that, Max. I knew something you didn't. Yeah. You know a lot of things I know. Something. <laughs> do you know that Dream Warriors is the best Nightmare I'm on I'm sorry. Street? Do I know that what? Don't sing it. Oh, I just, I didn't hear what you said. What'd you say? <laughs> that a Nightmare on Dream Warriors. <laughs> Wonderful. So with that, we're going to segue into Dream Warriors. But I do want to say just on two real quick, there are a couple things. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. There's just. Yeah, no, no. I love it. My my brain is kind of going off. Um, I feel like I feel like the storyline, you know, we talked about how it's a teenager turning into Freddy Krueger and he explodes into Freddy later whatnot. But I felt like that whole storyline kind of felt like a fever dream. But like it felt like. Jason goes to hell if it was a fever dream and that says mm -hmm. a lot because Jason goes to hell is an actual fever dream if that all makes sense yeah it is weird he's like sweaty and screamy the whole time I kind of like the actor it's what's his name Mark I like Hammond him, but it was so weird you know what the dialogue was so weird and wacky and I kind of liked it and hated it and it was kind of boring but the movie brought me back in with that 80s cleaning your room montage oh my god based on risky business that's what they did it they based it on risky business that's yeah. so funny. he was embarrassed to do it too he's like I can't do this it took him two days to convince him to do it in this yeah I did not know that that's insane well, he knew it was ridiculous. Do you know? By the way, do you know who almost played him? Michael Ooh. Michael J. Fox. Oh no way! Are you kidding me? 
No, he was just doing Teen Wolf and Back to the Future and wow. did, couldn't do time. They, he was actually signed up for it. Well, the popularity, I mean, it wouldn't have surprised me. That's actually kind of something that's fascinating to me, too, about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So, Caleb, is that kind of just a signature of all horror films that they they always seem to go after unknowns or relatively unknown actors, even when they're successful franchises? I, I, is that just kind of like a, a part of the charm of them? Because, like, if you think about it, Nightmare on Elm Street was a monster. I mean, it's, I think it's the third, third largest grossing horror series in the history of horror films. Yeah. First one made 57 million on $1.8 million budget. Right. Which so, is crazy. It's, so it's not like, and also there was a general popularity that everybody loved it. So it's not like it was this like taboo thing. I just, I kind of wonder why they never got, I guess maybe because it was always Robert England that was the real star and it was irrelevant who you had around him. But he's only on screen for 10 minutes at a time. Right. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe, the new the new person sparkle do you know it's a lot of people's debut films are these but, movies but even I'm, I'm, so i'm kind of curious and, and i don't want to put you on the spot i don't want to act like max and start pounding you with questions but are there are there fight. are there any really good horror films that you can think of where they are bringing in a-list talent i i mean most of the great horror films out there seem to always be starring relatively unknowns so it goes in cycles but i mean it's it's fairly strange, especially with this series, because I mean, in the first, I mean, in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, you have Johnny Depp, you know, one of the biggest names like ever. But then you get to the second one, it kind of falls off. There isn't anyone in it, and I feel like I've heard multiple times, like multiple horror directors say that they didn't want to put big A-list actors in, like maybe their first movie, for example, because they wanted it to feel like. Kind of like you don't know the people already, you know, because when you see these A-list actors or whatnot, you kind of assign them to a role. You feel like mm-hmm. you know them. And a lot of times in a horror movie, it is better to not know someone because then you don't okay. assign a face to them. Kind of like uh, Jackie Earl in uh, the Nightmare remake, you know, uh, can't can't look past that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, um. could it be psychological, too? Because it's like you see a Chris Hemsworth on this on the screen. And you're not like, I could be killed. You're like, oh, that's Chris Hemsworth on the screen. I don't feel the connection to that person and why they're like being yeah, fearful. Yeah, but why just in horror films? I mean, you have sci-fi uses A-list actors, drama uses a- I mean, you still create the connection. It's just, it's really, it's just interesting. As a genre, it's very much the only genre that takes that path. And Every other genre d- takes the different path on that. Yeah. It also doesn't track, though, because it really just depends. There are big movies that come out with a lot of A-list actors and whatnot, and it also depends on sequels. I feel like a lot of these movies do have fairly big names in the first ones to get them going, and then mm-hmm. after in the sequels, the names get smaller and smaller sometimes. Maybe it's due to budget, but a lot of times it's not due to budget because they'll have bigger budgets on the second ones. Right, right, exactly. But, I mean, like, uh, thinking of Scream, uh, for example, you know... the Scream is an outlier. It's a unique outlier. Within two and three there are big names in there but they're not huge huge you know like as big as the first scream i mean there's still like you know david arquette and courtney cox and all that but aside from that they're not like changing it up and adding bigger ones until the fourth one where they just gotta go all out and every single name that you've ever heard of in the history of the world is in it you know what's funny? I met that entire I met that entire crew. By the way, they were they were they were filming in Ann Arbor. So we met uh, Hayden Panettiere. 
that her name? Yeah, and uh, Courtney Cox and all them. So, yeah. da- so David Arquette shows up at the bar, and I'm bartending, and he is uh, in an altered state. Is probably the politest <laughs> way to say it. His normal state. And for whatever reason, what was it like a Friday night? It was like a very slow night. There weren't a lot of people there, and he was trying to round up like, "Where's the party? Why can't we get more people?" And then a few more people from the crew showed up, and he was just like ordering shots by the dozen, and then he just disappeared. He was there. We got a whole 15 minutes to hang out with him, and then he was gone. But he was sounds like his career. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's in and out. So short. Actors are all so short. Yeah. <laughs> With big heads, giant heads. Huge heads, yeah. Well, I did mention Scream mainly because also another Wes Craven series. How involved is he in this stuff? Like, is he writing it or is he directing? Like, what is he doing in general as the kind of overseer of all this stuff? For Nightmare? Yeah. So he wrote and directed the first Nightmare. Um, Dream Warriors, he wrote, or I don't think he wrote it completely on his own because there are other credits to it. Um, oh, do you know who else wrote it, actually? It blows my mind. Huh. Uh, Frank Frank Darabont. Do you know who that is? No. He wrote Shawshank Freaking Redemption. Oh. <laughs> That's this so is his, funny. This is his first writing credit. Clearly wow. there's parallels, obviously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Like, I mean, it's insane that he went from that to that. It's like I colored in crayon and then I wrote the Bible. Like how well, do do he that? borrowed the Bible from uh, Stephen King, right? Wasn't yeah. Shawshank based on a Stephen King short, book? Short story. Short story, yeah. okay. Yeah, you don't make a two and a half, three hour masterpiece no. out of that. I mean, you can. You can. Yeah. Wow, that's but, wild. Um, yeah, right? And then uh, New Nightmare, and then he wrote and directed New Nightmare, but the rest of them are all different people. But he got his little piece of it because he owned uh, the the original rights, so I'm sure he made bank off that. When did Wes Craven pass away? He passed away, uh, if I remember right, 2014? Yeah. I knew it wasn't like a too too long ago. Or maybe it might have been a little after. Um, he kind of looks satanic. No, 2015. A little bit. He died August 30th, okay. 2015. It was something out of the blue, right? I don't think he was like sick. Did he have like a heart attack I think or something? It was I heart, th- yeah, I can't remember. I think it was a heart attack. He looks great in a New Nightmare, by the way. Good acting, too. Yeah, that movie's all right. I, it didn't... Didn't get me all that excited. He died of a brain tumor. Oh, oh man. Right. That's, uh, bummer. that's a bummer. Uh, Dream Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Transitioning Dream Warriors. <laughs> yeah, so on to Dream Warriors. Because really, the two, I just, I hated it and I loved it. I don't know where I landed. I think I hated it more, but I also think I loved it more. I don't know. Yeah, it's Dream confu- Warriors. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It confuses me. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, Patricia Arquette. Another like, so you mentioned Johnny Depp because in the first one, was Johnny Depp even a big name at that point or was that his premiere? He was, he wasn't that huge to be fair. And it was the okay. same, same deal for Patricia Arquette, right? This yeah. was like her breakthrough film, I think. Yeah. You know, Johnny Depp didn't even audition. He went to the, to, to the auditions with his friend, Jackie Earl Haley, who was auditioning for that role. Uh-huh. And Wes Craven was like, I want you. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that strange? I'd be so pissed. Yeah. Um, I, I, Dream Warriors, I'll shut up. Max, what did you think of Dream Warriors? This was my favorite one. You liked it the most? I think it's everyone's. Yeah, I don't know, it's just a cohesive story, the psych ward, and this is the first one where the deaths start relating to the characters. Yeah. And it's like, I've seen bits and pieces of Final Destination, and that stuff just makes me laugh every time. You know, it's Mousetrap, but with deaths. Yeah. And it's like, I can see where they got it from this, and it's just so much fun. You're in on the joke the whole time. Like when he says it's prime time, like I lost oh, my mind. It's the be- <laughs> hands down that is the best Freddy Krueger line of all time. Ooh, is it? Yeah, I think so. You know, they. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was six. No, 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 because six is new nightmare. Right? No, seven is new nightmare. I think it was six. I think it was Freddy's dead. It starts out with the quote, 
it's prime time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The, little, the, the red lettering and all that. Yeah, I, and I think that's Sarks. just incredible. <laughs> Sorry, kid, I don't believe in fairy tales is pretty good, too, when he kills the wizard. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this one, this is my, it's so good. It's got Morpheus in it. How can you not love this one? It's great. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne's Max the yeah. nurse. Yeah. How does he die? I forget. Does he die on screen? I feel like I don't remember him I dying. I don't remember. I remember him being in it. I don't remember him I remember dying. him being cool with uh, the doctors. Like, yeah, you can come in. Th- this is, uh, so were you a big, Caleb, are you a fan of uh, Puppet Master? Uh, I have only seen parts of the first one. I've never even seen so, it in full. I've seen them all. I've seen a fair amount of full moon movies, but okay. Puppet Master I never really got around to. I got I got into Puppet Master because I'm a huge Jim Henson nerd. Like that's my uh, yeah, like, original like beginning of time favorite first thing and I, I just kinda liked the idea of the marionette and it's kinda tied it to me. But do you know my favorite movie of all time? What's your favorite movie of all time? Take a guess. Toy Story. Uh, no. Uh hold on. Uh Labyrinth. Close, but no. Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Yeah. That's my number one favorite movie of all time. Like, I'd put it above anything else in the world. So. He's the biggest Jim Henson yeah, fan. I'm, on I'm the probably face the biggest Jim Henson fan on the face of the earth. I've heard you talk about it before, and I was like, oh, we're going to get a talk about going, you know, I want to talk about going to Rabbit Hole and turning this into a nine hour <laughs> podcast, and, and Max literally open hand slapping me across the face. We won't even talk Jim Henson right now, but yeah, if Crystal. we just start talking about Dark Crystal, I can go all day. <laughs> I'm going to watch you, it this week. Did you watch the, the one they just rolled out? so sad. I liked it. My kids liked it. I liked it. It was good. I loved it. I adored it. When I woke up and I saw that, like, I saw, like, the first day they announced that they weren't making the season two because I had been actively waiting for them to announce the second season. Like, it's all I've cared about for the past, like, in the past few years. That's the only thing that I've been excited for. And then when they said they canceled it, I was like, oh, so you canceled my life is what you're saying. Right, right. Uh, Labyrinth and Dark Crystal broke Jim Henson's heart because these were both projects that from a storytelling perspective, this is who Jim Henson was. If you ever go back and watch the original Muppet show there, it's not fluffy Sesame Street. There's a darkness and and a depth to the stories that get told on the show. And for him, Dark Crystal and Labyrinth was kind of the, the full feature manifestation of that storytelling. And they're both commercial flops. There were commercial flops and they were so hard to make too. So hard to make. But, um, his his wife was interviewed and she said that one of the things that gave Jim Henson incredible peace later in his life before he got sick was that he was still alive when he realized that Labyrinth and Dark Crystal had become cult favorites and that yeah. there's this enormous following of people, which it really it's funny because as bad as they are commercial fault, uh, commercial flops. I don't know a single person alive who doesn't love the labyrinth. Like every single yeah. person between the age of 30 and 50 loves the labyrinth. It's, it's great. Max is nodding his head. This is, we're done with Jim Henson. <laughs> no, no, the, I let you guys, the, you guys do your thing. The reason I brought it up and the reason I was uh, talking about puppet master is that, Oh, oh look nice. at that shirt. Oh my gosh. I'm actually sending this to uh, one of my co-hosts of my other show scream because she's the biggest David Bowie fan in the world. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, we're technically co-hosts now, too, so if you want to send a shirt. But anyways, uh, moving on. The the reason I brought it up (laughs) is that this, the the thing, the reason I happen to like Dream Warriors outside of the song, which I've already sang about a hundred times, this had Dream Warriors! Oh, man. It's good. good. It's just really good. You know, it's like we could do a duo. (laughs) Um, there, There are so many 
like the, again, there's that one scene that's got that's very much puppet master and and like the puppeteer with the muscle strains the, and the, all the visual effects on this one, the stretchy skin, the even when she just goes to the bathroom and turns the faucets and the faucet tops turn into hands. I just everything about this one to me, this was the peak of the visual effects being gory, awesome, cool, and not too campy. This yeah. is this was the the apex of all of that for this for this series. Like I Taryn's think. needle arm, that thing freaked me out. Yeah. With her arm or like screaming and to her. Screaming form. Oh, yeah. that was great, man. It's it was, great. It like set my skin on fire. Yeah. 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 And her mohawk's so awesome. Oh yeah. my god. Everything yeah. I, I love this. I love this. Just and then having Nancy playing the role she did. So and, did she die in the first one? Do they bring her back? Like what was the Did she die in the first one? No. No. No, she survived. She, yeah. Well, because she goes in the car. Yeah, but they never, they never says that they die in the car. It just drives off with Freddy being the top of the car. It doesn't say, you don't know for sure whether they die inside got the it. car. I got confused at the end of these movies. Yeah. yeah. All the time. They do that on purpose. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the addition of Heather coming back, too, and not only just being back in the movie, like, as a general, just like, oh, hey, I'm back, you know, I'm fighting Freddy again. Her actually training, like, the next generation to fight Freddy, like, and telling them to use their powers and, like, hey, you can actually do other things inside of this dream state. Like, that's just, it's a really cool addition awesome. to, the, to the entire series. No, yeah, I totally agree. This, totally is, agree. this is the first one when they had, like, superpowers inside the dreams, right? That Where they could fight Which Freddy. Which is, like, why wouldn't you? You know, if you're going to have a movie based off of, like, dreams and stuff and, like, this guy can do anything, it's like, you know what, why would And you know what? I just want to take a quick second to say, too, that even though Nightmare might not be one of my favorite series of all time, it's also a little bit one of my favorite series of all time just because of how far you can go with the concept of it. Like, I, I think my biggest issue with Nightmare is even as wacky as it is, like, throughout all of these, because, I mean, they go off of the rails. But as wacky as they are, I feel like they should have been wackier. Like, they should have just been completely insane because it's like, you know, you're in this dream world. There is... You can do anything. You can do more than any other horror movie can do, and you can get away with all of it without explaining a single thing ever. Totally. And then I'd throw on top of that, like, you see the movie Jaws, and you're not going to swim in the ocean for quite a bit of time, right? So I keep on bringing up Jaws because it just, for me, that was such like a connective tissue movie. But you can avoid the ocean. You can't avoid sleeping. Yeah. And, and, the, and the simple kind of like majesty of that concept, I think, is what makes it so terrifying. How many times have you had a nightmare uh, where you're running, but you can't run fast enough? And if you, if you watch these movies, I used to think it was just kind of like silly and campy when they would show Freddy chasing someone and that person was running so awkwardly and silly up the stairs. But it actually kind of reminds me of what it feels like when you're trying to run in a dream. And I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I think that's where, Caleb, to your point, the concept, this this concept of someone killing you while you're sleeping in your dreams. It's the best idea in the world. It is because it opens up this expansive universe where you can do anything. There's no rules. There's no boundaries. It's incredible. Crystal Lake's Crystal Lake. You want to get away from Freddy or from Jason, just don't go to the lake. And the fact that you're not sure when it's dreaming and when it's not, too, kind of really sets you off because you're like, is everything okay? You're never really set in reality ever because they play with it both ways. I just want to say that I think that's the first time I've seen you drink fluids and I'm just looking at how I've went through four water bottles. (laughs) (laughs) I have a catheter in with a reverse pump on it. I don't know if that's helping, but that's... Where does it go? (laughs) I don't know if you guys watch your mom's house, but I just want to, I've always just known that I am the water champ. Uh, I don't watch that. So we're gonna have to learn what that is to know what you're the water champ is. Oh, it's Tom Segura's podcast. 
Oh, all right. Ma- Max is not allowed to drink any fluids while we podcast because I'm I'm not joking you. The man has to pee every 15 minutes. It's yeah. incredible. I wet my lips with the water and I spit it back into my cup. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to walk away from this being like, boy, that Mo guy is <laughs> abusing. He's making him crank out TikToks. He's dehydrating him. This is terrible. <laughs> Uh, I'm blinking. Someone help me. It's okay, Reek. You're doing, you're doing fine, Reek. You're a good Reek. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Dream Warriors, I don't think a lot needs to be said about it either that we didn't already say. It's it's great. It's just a really great one. I still, I it's not my favorite. I do still like the original more. The original's great. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's up there. And actually, I mean, we'll get to it, but I might even like New Nightmare more. I really like New Nightmare. It is so unique. It's so fun that it's, it's like fourth wall breaking. Does that happen often in horror movies? I don't. Okay, we'll get to that because I will just yeah. say for right now it does, but not in the way that New Nightmare does. So, do you guys are you guys about ready to move on to four? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. drive the drive the bus, sir. Dream Master. Also, let's go. I don't know if we even mentioned this exactly. I mean, I think people might have picked up on context clues by now. But what is happening, and the reason we're going through all of these, is that we literally watched all seven in, like, a matter of a few days, or, like, eight, yep. depending on who you are. Yeah. 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 We committed to the I Have No Life Club the last uh, two weeks. It was pretty cool. We did the, probably the worst job in podcast history of explaining what we were doing. Well, to, 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 be, to be totally fair, it doesn't take a whole lot to understand what we're doing. As yeah. we're saying, let's move from number one to number two. It, I mean, it's not no, I'm, like, in, I'm in the first 35 minutes of this podcast. <sighs> So, so critical. It's just, no, it's I, great. I didn't feel the need to say it, but I also did just for that one person to be like, you guys didn't explain what was going on. I was lost for an hour, 15 minutes. Now I can just say like, no. Send that person over to my Instagram wall and tell them to leave their address. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. You say Instagram wall. This isn't <laughs> yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like 100 years old, dude. It's cool. Well, they're gonna. One of us runs social media. We're gonna tick. The, we're gonna tick the talk. Don't the other worry one. About it. The other one chimes in once a week when he's entertained by a conversation. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm. God, it's so true. <laughs> Wait, that is so true. Was that conversation that we had the other day? I've only spoke to Max on Instagram, and then you popped in for something absurd. Oh wait, yeah. I know <laughs> yeah. what it was. I know what it was, and it's what we're going to get to in a little bit. Oh, yes. I, I don't know, know what it is. Right, don't worry about it. Okay. I, I got social media taken care of Teaser. on the ticket. Okay, the yeah, you can handle it. Here. Don't make me Instagram you. <laughs> okay, guys. So for Dream Master, I just Dream have to preface Master. this by saying, and this isn't even just my preface. This is my whole entire statement. I okay. watched the entirety of Dream Master, and not only did I watch the entirety of Dream Master, I watched... 75% of it again right before we got on this recording and not only do I not remember what happened but I also have no clue how I feel about it and that's also kind of a good segue into how I feel about Dream Child <laughs> they're one in the same come on Dream Child Dude, that's are you so terrifying you know what, no, your, your just... unborn child has nightmares that's terrifying <laughs> can we just skip Dream Master completely and, and can you just tell me why you have anything good to say about Dream Child? I will. I will. I will address this in the same vein. Dream Child is the worst one. It, it is. But Dream. Here's the thing. I think with Dream, Dream Master, Master might be the worst one. I don't even. Rem- I literally don't remember it, and I watched it the, more the, than any of the other ones. The only. The only redemption. Okay, here's what they did. This is what I think they did. The only redemption. Let's just talk about these two of, together. Fair enough. So, Dream Warriors is released in '87. Dream Masters released in '88. I think what happened is Dream Warriors pops out. 
and everybody sees it and they get the same reaction that we just talked about, which is where they love this expansive universe where you can have superpowers and they and the ragtag group of team and they're like you know what let's play on that let's make a whole dream series where we really deep deep dive into that but then they're like hey let's do nothing with it no but they parlay (laughs) that they parlay that into alice getting the 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 skills of the people that die so that she can use nunchucks and she can do so it, it was a failed attempt. I agree with you. It's not good, but I understand. At least I understand. It's not like Freddy's Revenge where we have no idea why it was called that. Like, I at least understand what they're trying to do, which is take some of the elements that made the previous one so good and parlay it into the next one. Dream Child, keeping in the theme of clumping these all together. What a terrible child. Yeah. Dream Child, the only part of that that I love, there's only, and I do love one part of it. I love the introduction and interweaving of Freddy's mom. Like, I do think that whole thing is pretty is pretty wild, right? Like, but, okay, the reason I don't like that is because the mom has already been introduced, and her introduction was already the most grandeur of all introductions in the most disgusting way possible. And yeah, I agree I with that. And I felt like I didn't need more deep diving on that. I felt like their first explanation of Freddie's mother and her backstory, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh my, oh, oh my God. That's yeah, terrible. that's enough. Yeah. That's fine. I get it. I understand why he is the way he is. See, psych wards and, and monasteries and, and church, old churches, they just, that element terrifies me. You know, I just, really? yeah, I just, I find that like the little bit of me from the exorcist, like anything having to do with like a, a religious undertone in a horror film is, is just, even if it's light, like, I mean, really there's not a ton of religious undertone to this other than she was a nun at a psych ward, but it just is enough to do it for me. Well, here's the thing I really hate about it. Like it, there's, there's a thing you can do with mothers in horror movie and you can use them as a good character and a good plot point or something. But once you get rid of it, I feel like you either need to get rid of it or maybe use it as a memory of sorts. And what they did on this is they made her like uh, uh, a character that can absorb Freddy and do stuff like that. And I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, okay, you have Jason where he has his mother. She's the mm-hmm. she's the main character of the first Friday Much the 13th movie. Much more pivotal role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she gets killed and now he's like, you know, he's just a big dumb dude walking around. So now when people like imitate his mother, he's like, oh, mom? Oh, you're there. I'm like, okay, I believe that. He's a big dumb creature. But in this, the mom's just popping around. Is like, oh, I allowed Freddy to still be in this world. I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, you you... You birthed a terrible child. He went and did terrible things, but now he like got set on fire and his soul went into this demon world. And now he's like invading people's dreams. You have nothing to do with that, mom. Right. right. You are not involved with this. Like you shouldn't be a part of the story whatsoever. I don't need you here. I wouldn't put up a big fight that these two are drunk. I I, I don't think they're like unforgivable drunk, but I wouldn't fight hard on it. So I got two defenses of this because I actually like these two a lot. (laughs) These are really fun to me. But at this point, I was into them and I was like, it's just kind of melding together. Sure, sure. But the grossest death and the most fun death and the one that haunts me and it's only going to haunt me through all of these is in four, is in Dream Master. It's Debbie's death. The cockroach? Yeah. Yeah, the cockroach death. It's freaking gross. foul. The broken elbows. Oh and my the, god! With yeah, the weightlifting, yeah, yeah. when her arms go all wonky, I agree. Freddie Spotner. It's vile. And it's then vile. the arms come out, and you're like, "What is going on?" Although the overfeeding death is really terrible too. That That's the fifth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just gonna cut it, and I was gonna say the one thing that I liked out of these two was the feeding death in Dream yeah. Child. It's just 
the grossest thing I've ever seen in my it's life. So it's so gross. gross. It's so gross. Not only is that like gross and insane, but I also do really enjoy seeing Freddy wearing that giant obnoxious white chef hat. <laughs> that is he, really good. He really was all in. I mean, yeah. like, this, it's, you have to like love about his character is it was just like unforgivingly all in yeah. on, on all those kind of things, you know? I thought the motorcycle morph yeah. was kind of cool too. Yeah. That was kind of gnarly. And, and the way was, they do... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. And there was some good body horror going on in these ones, too. Like, I feel like these were the ones that was really starting to solidify that the series was going to go into just some weird, gross, like, morphing together and ripping apart kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was kind of cool, too. Um, but I really don't Did like the- that Dream Child ended with babies being absorbed back into stomachs. Yeah. It that, was that's odd. rough. It was odd. <laughs> now, did five have the pizza souls? Was e- Freddie eating the pizza with the soul faces on them? The soul pepperoni is that five? I thought that was four. For Either some one. Reason. We're, we're, we're yeah. meshing them together. Yeah, we're that's make, true. That's, yeah. It was one of them. We're it doing a hodgepodge. Yeah, yeah. Same. So same I think yeah, I think the technic technical stuff was really fun in both of these movies. Like I like the deaths. Yeah, yeah. I, they're not. I, I wouldn't. Here's the thing about Dream Master and Dream Child. Freddie is getting more and more entertaining. And the movies yeah. are getting less and less entertaining. That's, that's, a, that's, that's, actually, that's a really good way yeah. of putting it. That's a really good way. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. The story, to, to even clarify it more, the stories are getting weaker and he's getting stronger. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So 100%. they're leaning on him too much kind of thing. Yeah. Is what's happening. Yeah. Like it's, like it's just all could... about Freddy at this point. It's not about like the movie does not matter. They wrote that part down in like five minutes and they just wrote down jokes for Freddy Krueger. It's basically the Ewok Christmas special. <laughs> well, I, I likened it if like there was a movie where that was an hour and a half of Darth Vader. It wouldn't work. Right. I'd, I'd watch that, though. You'd, yeah, we'd I totally mean, they made a movie awesome. that was like an hour and a half of like Chewbacca and his family, and it was the greatest thing in cinematic history. Was that? Are, you, refer- the- are you referring to One Crazy Summer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm referring to the greatest piece of cinematic history. Will- Willow, obviously. Max looks so genuinely confused. I'm I don't, confused. I don't no, know either. I'm, I'm confused. Is there a che- oh, I'm, my brain's thinking, is there a Chewbacca movie I've missed? Oh, the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, yeah. You, do you mean the one that Lucas said? And by the way, this is the same George Lucas that was okay with Jar Jar Binks. He said that if he could take a sledgehammer to that movie, he would kill it. <laughs> it's like, it's God's gift to the world. Really? Um, I, I it's so this. bad. Yeah. You haven't seen it yet? No. Oh my god, Max. It's, I didn't know it existed until we did the Empire Strikes Back. Now, now I get his joke about it's Chewbacca. You meet Chewbacca's family. It's, you do? It's, oh, yeah. Dude, lumpy. It's, it's so bad. Chewbacca's has a family member named oh, yeah. Lumpy. Yeah. It's Max. It's it's you gotta watch it. Yeah. It's really bad. It's the it's greatest really, really that bad. it's it's okay. It's the most entertaining thing you'll ever watch in your life. I'm leaving it at that. Okay, cool. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> So it's you, you clumped four and five together, which I actually think is a good idea because I think they have the same flavor. I, I'll tell you something, and I'm not just saying this because this is the, uh, the last one I watched. So I did these a little bit out of order because I caught the remake and then did Freddy versus Jason after, excuse me, before this one. Um, I remember being in the movie theater for Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. I, I love this one. And quite honestly, if I had to pick my favorite, I'd go Dream Warriors. This might be my second favorite over the original. Like I really loved this. Now I, equa- I I qualify that though 
with, I think the reason I love it so much is I remember seeing it in the theater and there was just nothing like seeing this movie in the theater. Was it packed house opening night? Kind packed of thing? house opening night. Yeah. How old were you? I think I was probably 11. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe 11 or 12. How'd you get in? You sneak in? No, I think my, my dad must've taken me. My mom never would have gone to see this movie. Yeah. So it must've been my dad that took me, but I, I love this movie. Um, so you're referring to Freddy's dead? Yes. Okay. So I just pulled up my letterbox review of Freddy's dead. Cause I wanted to see exactly how I felt in the moment. Um, I gave it two stars. I gave it a like though. Um, but I said, I don't even know what to say about this plot. Um, the added storylines to Freddy, young Freddy, or the effects. I know, all I know is that I hate it, but simultaneously love it. Uh, why did Freddy smash a hamster in the middle of his class? Why weren't any of the other six-year-olds sad or terrified? These are questions that will never have answers. That's the only part of the movie I remember, really. Actually, that's not true. I remember other things, but that's the only part of the movie that stood out to me. Why did he, why did none of those kids freak out when he destroyed a hamster with a Look, hammer. You're, you're, it, it you're asking, you're asking yeah. the wrong question. The bigger question that you should be asking is, how are we not talking about Tom and Roseanne Arnold Barr and their cameo in this movie at the local circus? Do you remember that? I don't even know who you're talking about. Oh, my God. You know Roseanne Barr? No. The show Roseanne. You remember the Sad show Roseanne? Sad couches, flannel. Did I care about it? No. Well, I don't care if you cared about it. But, so Do I know the, her last name? No, I know her first name was Roseanne. Okay, so you know Roseanne. Do <laughs> you remember how there was a guy that was married to her that basically married her just so that he could become an actor as well? Do you remember the movie uh, True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the guy who, the guy who was his partner that played uh, with him? That's Tom Arnold. Okay, 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 I'm following now. Yeah, so that's that was Roseanne Arnold Barr, whatever her name was. So... There in uh, in Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. They go back to Springfield, Ohio. Springwood, excuse me. I was thinking of the Simpsons. Springwood, yeah, I, Ohio. I, I, we all knew you were thinking of the Simpsons. We were all wondering <laughs> where you were going with that. Yeah, that's that's all right. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, they go back to the hometown, and there is this insane carnival with no children and a bunch of adults who are seriously mentally ill because of all the murders and deaths that have taken place. It's pretty weird. And out of nowhere. This woman grabs the three kids and says, children, you could be my children. And it's Roseanne freaking bar. And then Tom oh. Arnold comes in. And this is not this isn't like uh, Johnny Depp's cameo. This is them at the height of their popularity doing a 35 second cameo in this movie. Not to mention uh, Johnny Depp's cameo when he does the this is your brain on drugs. If you're my age, Caleb, how old are you, Caleb? Uh, 23. Okay, well, man, you look terrible for twenty three. So I know. <laughs> if you're if you're my age, you rem I grew up watching those. This is your brain on drug commercials, mm -hmm. and watching that spoofed in a movie by Freddie was hilarious. The guy, uh, the one kid, ends up being uh, Road Trip. Do you remember the movie Road Trip? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got his Meyer. Yeah, yeah, it's he, the guy we're bringing full circle with uh, Mark Paul Gosler. He was in Franklin and Bash. Yes, together. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> So, yes. And I, now we're Zach to the future. I, Zach to the future. <laughs> and also Alice Cooper is Freddy's dad. Yeah. That was kind of wild. Right? But see, yeah, this see movie, we're, we're returning you on this. We'll get no, you from this, two stars to three stars. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not raising my rating whatsoever. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. you could do that would make You're me dug in. It. Heels are dug in. The video game part was great. Yeah. I really like the video I, game part. I would say entertaining, but again, not great. Like, there's a lot of things yeah. in Freddy's dead. I will say Freddy's dead. This was, you said this was supposed to be 3D, right? Yeah, it makes it so much sense. I remember it makes <laughs> so much sense because there's souls flying around and like, yeah, dude. What really made me angry about this was like the flashbacks. Oh, to his him playing with his daughter. 
<laughs> Mommy sleeping. That one, that one. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Oh, man. Those are great. Those are great. It there's, felt like it was flashing back to an episode of The Wonder Years. It was so much fun. <laughs> there's nothing that really stood out in this to me that was like amazing. All that stood out is like, okay, this is this is the best Nightmare on Elm Street background movie because there's always some insane effects or something outlandish going on on the screen that doesn't really matter to me that I don't really need to pay a lot of attention to. This is the nightmare that I could put on in the background and I can look up, I could look at it any given time and I could be like. Okay, so Freddy's doing some weird soul stuff again, and I could just keep watching without missing anything. There was some cute, like, the tip of the hat to the Twilight Zone, uh, Freddy on the plane, uh, on the wing of the plane. Stuff Isn't the this beginning. the one that started out with him, like, recreating the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. This movie sucks. <laughs> this movie sucks, aid, dude. I like. Now that I'm I like the hearing I'm, I'm like, There's a lot of parts in these that I'm mixing up with the other ones after watching all of them in such a short period of time. But now that I'm remembering exactly which one this is, like, yes, those parts are fun. But the, I, I, I am more than ever firmly standing by my two-star <laughs> rating. And I will not I hope, I, But I gave I it a hope. like. Two stars and a like. That's where it's. I hundred percent concede. Hundred percent concede that is. It's just the nostalgia effect that puts this as high as it does for me because I saw it in the theater. Hundred percent concede. I mean, that's fair. Does he blow that's up at the end? Is that what happens? I think they, so. they put a piece of dynamite in him, and boom. I don't know what dynamite is, but dynamite maybe. Dynamite. Well, I mean, here's <laughs> dynamite. You say it, dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. Okay, so here's the thing. I. Here's the thing, Mo. Here's the thing. I would agree with you. Based off of that logic. But I saw Jack and Jill in theaters, and I'm not calling it a good movie because of my experience. Maybe I should have seen Coming to America 2 in theaters. Maybe. I saw Wild Hogs in theaters. Oh, great movie. <laughs> Is that Travolta? That's every... It's, uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen, Travolta. <clears throat> every, every aged actor out there. Martin I saw, Jordan, I saw Wilford Avatar Grimley. in theaters. <laughs> Just like everyone else in the world. I hate Avatar. <laughs> really? It's, I like, I like oh, Avatar. You liked Avatar? Stand, no, that's the real wolves. conversation. It, it's, it's the Smurfs, not Dances with Wolves. It's blue. It's Dances Smurfs with Smurfs. Meet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love Avatar. I like Avatar. I thought it was visually that, entertaining No, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Boo. I don't like that. Really? Yeah. It's Man. so pretty. You know what? You know exactly what's going to happen the entire time. It doesn't matter. Most of the movies you watch, maybe remember, he won't stay with. Remember him. when you and I watched? Maybe he that? likes being crippled. Remember when you and I watched uh, Standing Tall or whatever it was? And I was Walking like, Tall. Walking Tall. I was like, yeah. here's what's going to happen next. Yeah. We still liked it. Mo, the first <laughs> movie I ever walked out of theaters for or on in. How the fuck? Oh wait, but you walk out of a movie. You walk into a party. <laughs> um, that's the first, the first movie I, walked, I ever out. walked out of. Was Avatar? Was Avatar. Wow. You want to know why? You can probably I guess. Do. It ends 17 times. You know what it does? It fades out to black at least four different times before it ends. Like, it does something that sounds like the movie is ending. They're like, wow, we really solved all that. Everything's good in the world. And then it fades out to black. So I literally... I remember getting up, and I actually, here's fun fact, me and Bree, uh, most people on the show already know this, but me and Bree uh, dated in seventh grade, that's how we met each other, and Cute. we saw Avatar together, and three different times, we stood up because we were like, oh, the movie's over, and then it just <laughs> fade back in, and they'd start doing stuff again, where you had to sit back down, 
physically stand up and sit back down and go, oh, so it's still going. Okay. <laughs> and then on the fourth time, I was like, no, I'm not sitting back down. I'm leaving. This movie is done. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's more watchable than you do. But but I've never finished. You've gone it. to the Disney like place, haven't you? I would, yeah, because I'm I'm, there old, it is. I'm old and no, soft yeah, your kids liked it, right? I, I, my kids haven't seen Avatar. That's no, no they've been to the Avatar Disney World. No, place. not yet. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to like explain why you like this terrible. You're helping. Movie. You're trying to help. It's okay. There's yeah. no way that any kid today could watch Avatar and like it. I'm confident. No, they'd have ADD from having the 3D glasses on. They'd freak out. <laughs> Even without. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's I love the head shake. He's yeah. so. Di- All right, move move on from Avatar. Yeah, so let's get over Avatar. This, this is ridiculous. There's, there's uh, so many tangents. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. I am... You love this. Yeah, I really like New Nightmare. I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't perfect to me, but it was almost perfect to me. I may be biased because I truly believe that Wes Craven is a genius and can't do wrong, but New Nightmare was like... I feel like it was the perfect bandage to a series that went completely off the rails. Like, a series that went off the rails so bad that there was nothing that could possibly save it. But this was like a good little band-aid. Like, you know what? Let's just, let's call it even. <laughs> like, they wiped the slate clean, basically. They're like, okay, now we're good. I, yeah. I give them I I mad credit. When when you do something like this, it's a huge risk, and I think that deserves respect. Yeah. When you when you take a franchise and you're willing to, because uh, something like this, if taken the wrong way, it, as much as you might think that uh, the previous two movies, you know, Dream Child and Dream Master and New, uh, not New Nightmare, Final Nightmare, what you're saying is been this could have been the worst movie in the world easily, right? Yeah. And, and, and instead, and so like you're taking a risk. So I, I appreciate the hell out of that. I think it's, and I, I don't love it, but I like it. And I thought the idea was creative. And now you look at Max had brought this up before. Are there any other movies that break the fourth wall? And you said, we're going to talk about it. Uh, Cabin in the woods. And, 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 and I use it as an example, not because it broke the fourth wall the same way, but like the idea that there are these like gods watching these horror films that were created it's just very meta concept and it's a risk and when people take those risks they can really pay off and i think both these movies paid off in that way i actually can't name a single other like you know meta movie that does it the same way that this i can't think of a single one i think that this has been done so many times even in like even in other movies well obviously he made scream way later but um well not way later at all. 2000. Yeah, no, so, no, no, no. Six years. No, Scream is uh, 96, right? Yeah, yeah the first oh, really? Scream. Oh, yeah, the first Scream. I was in high school. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you not way later, wrong. literally just a couple years later. I don't know why I was thinking way later, but um, he did, I feel like there were like some similarities in these just in the meta sense, but I also feel like this is way more meta than Scream, which is kind of crazy to me too when I think about it because I'm like, it almost feels like this should have came after Scream because it almost feels like Scream should have been like his preparation to making something this meta that turned out this well. But he made it first and it kind of blows my mind. Yeah. 
I it's it, again the, the I just give so much credit to the risk the the, the it, whatever you feel about the movie that he staked the name of the franchise on doing something that this was this unique and different. I, and it, and again, it was entertaining. It turned out well. I think it's the best intro scene out of all of them that like they're playing with, you know, the new claw. Right. And it just oh, takes so over. Good. Yeah. It's so, so good. it's so gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. How they do the new claw. Yeah. I was blown away. Oh, the, the whole thing. I mean, and just, and, and just the, you got to give uh, I can't remember the actress's name who plays Nancy. Heather, 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 name? Heather yeah. Just to give her credit. You know, you, I'm thinking of Tropic Thunder, you know, I'm playing a guy who's playing a guy. I mean, like, that's not that's not easy to do. I because mean, that's here's hard. the thing. It, it's it's hard to even explain how this movie <clears throat> works, like to be in it, to act it, to write it, to be involved in it in any other way is insane. Right. Because if you told me to explain, like, if I'm just walking around, someone was like, hey, tell me, uh, tell me what the plot of New Nightmare was. I'd be like, I, I can try. <laughs> I'll do my yeah. best. Right, right. Like when they're reading the script at the end, it blows my mind. It's yeah. just like it like sent oh chills on my spine. I was like, I'm actually like watching a real movie. Yeah. Where like they're trying something. It's just a strange feeling. <clears throat> and this is the longest one too. It's an hour fifty two. Which like, is also funny. We didn't talk about that. Oh, I love how all these yeah. movies are like an hour. Eighty five yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just in and out. Which I love. I that's what I love about this series too, is that none of these movies try to be more than they are. And like sure. even the ones that are terrible, you know what? They're like I appreciate that they weren't terrible and 30 minutes longer than the previous. So, and and for being short too, if you notice in the uh, opening scene, God, I can't remember which one it was. It may have been... Timmy, you mean the scene? It might have been Freddy's Dead, uh, The Final Nightmare, but I just remember like they're rolling the intro credits and there's action going on in the movie. Like it's like most time when you, most of the time when you watch a film, the rolling intro credits, there's like maybe some story being told or maybe some light music. This was like full on like the guys rolling down the hill and it's like produced by. And, yeah. and, and <laughs> so it's not just the fact that it's an hour and a half long. It is like, you know, soup to nuts. It, it is full action, full the whole time. It's, it's just wild. They do that. Yeah, I didn't know she was actually married to a, a stunt coordinator guy, too. Then they asked him to be in the movie to like be the guy. He's yeah. like, I'm not being that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Yeah. And they have a kid named Dylan. From Dutch and Dylan? Uh, no, no. No, different right. Dylan? Okay. This Dylan, I didn't like this kid. Well, I mean, I guess you're not supposed to like him. He's like, when he's jumping, like he's reaching for the sun. I'm like, yeah. you stupid kid. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. It's like. No, you stupid kid. That's good. That's a good drop. Make sure we use that as a drop <laughs> next time. Joining us next week, Max the I Hate Kid Sanders. Yeah. You stupid kid. <laughs> or Robert England painting. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> he's painting madness. Can, I, can Robert England ever do anything ever? Like, so, I, I can't see him. As anything other than Freddy Krueger. He said this is his favorite of the uh, Freddy Krueger movies. Because he got to be something. Because he got to be yeah, yeah, like an yeah. actual person. That's funny. <laughs> Which is actually so insane, too, because all he ever does is boast about, like, how, how like, fine-tuned of a character that Freddy Krueger was. He's like, oh, yeah, I did this and this and this for my character, and I tried really hard to fine-tune this. And then he's like, oh, yeah, but New Nightmare is my favorite because I'm the exact opposite of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> right. I'm like, what? All it's all things. you talk about, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's good oh, uh God. so He's, I'm, he, you I'm, know he directed some movies too no i really no i didn't know that any good ones uh uh let me i think it was three seven nine seven six evil what is it called again let me double check eight seven six five three oh nine evil nine seven six evil yeah he made a, he made a couple <laughs> of these things i think he made uh i think he made two or three of these things but yeah he directed a movie called uh nine seven six nine seven 
Nine, seven, six, evil. I'm actually really curious. I'm really curious. Uh, so we already, we kind of, I'm kind of glad we got rid of the remake because now we really only have to talk about what we'll call the last one, which is Freddy versus Jason. And I was actually really happy when you said you liked it. Th- this is, it's not the best, obviously, but if you're a fan, so I, I'm, I'm rambling. I read an article one time and I wish more than anything in the world that someone would actually do this. The Expendables. Have you guys seen The Expendables? No. Yeah, I don't from, remember it vividly. Sly. Yeah, so basically like... A million people. Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They got, all, they got all of the action heroes together. I would love nothing more than if they made a version of The Expendables with every... With help with Pinhead, with Jason, with Freddy, uh, you know, with Ash from... Uh, Candyman. Yeah, like everything. And, and did this kind of like ultra movie i this was my isn't that just stan helsing what is this isn't that just stan helsing what is stan helsing it's like look it up right now it's like a play I on van helsing it's with uh, uh kevin from shameless i love kevin yeah Hold on, take a pause shameless just ended by the way stan how was the last season i'm I've, i'm fully caught up except the last one i finished it um oh it's a spoof movie it's really good that. it's really good i just I'm upset. Fiona. I'm really upset. I really like the way that they ended it. I feel like they didn't tie enough of the loose ends. Like I feel like there could have been an entire an entire another season or two. Like there were like yeah. enough loose ends at the end of the series that I was like well, I hope they tied up Lip cuz Lip Lip was left kind of in a way like the last few seasons for Lip have been raw. Oh man, that's a bummer. <sighs> Dude, I'd say like halfway and that's what I really wanted the most too, but I was like Yeah, I mean, right? They they like tied it up with him but not enough where I was like it wasn't uh it didn't do it for me. It made me kind of like, upset. Did they play on his intelligence at all? He finally like kind of made it in an intelligent way where he got to use his brain or no? No. Yeah. Okay. They kind of they kind of like dropped off with the whole college thing after like a few seasons ago and never went back to it. Like he just like he was he was a genius and then they were just like, eh, we're bored with eh. the smart thing. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna you know work on motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, so the the Stan Helsing uh, just took a look at it is more of a spoof. I actually would love to see similar to the Freddy versus Jason. That's like my fantasy film would be to have a, like an actual horror film. Kind of, again, kind of you almost, want like Avengers. Kind well, of thing? If you, you haven't seen cabin in the woods yet. And I like, have. Oh yeah. yeah. So like the next evolution of that, right? Like they had the list of all the different things, like bring in all those characters and have like a, like a evil versus good, you know, kind of so like the elevator scene, but like longer. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like Avengers symbol, you know, uh, something, something like that. <laughs> that elevator scene haunts my dreams. Everything haunts your dreams. You, uh, you berating me haunts my I dreams. Am, I am really mean to you. Well, wait, that's reality. Oh, easy now. So Freddie versus Jason. Uh, I was excited to hear Caleb that you like it. I, for just as a fanboy, I just thought the idea was cool. I, I loved watching the two of them interact. Um, Freddie stole the show. Break it down for me. Like, what happened? Why are they both together? So, basically, and, and you know, actually, I'm not going to do this. Caleb, do you want to do it? You're, this is kind of your genre to speak to. You want to give the rundown on the movie? I'm happy to if you okay. don't. No, 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 I am. Um, so, here's the thing. Uh, I For all the horror fans listening to this, I should address the elephant in the room, because otherwise people are going to be pissed. Everyone typically hates this movie because it breaks all of Jason's rules and all of Freddy's rules and it makes Freddy like scared of fire, Jason afraid of water, but like water, not even yeah. just on a on a psychological level, like just boiling down to just if they see either one of those things, 
mm-hmm. or like you know their side of it that they'll freak out so everyone kind of hates it because of that i personally like it for kind of the same reason that mo was saying it's two worlds colliding you know and it's just kind of like it's something that you always want to see but everyone always hates it because everyone did want to see it and then when it finally happened they felt really let down they felt like there was no it would justice. never leave up to the fa- live up to the fantasy exactly yeah. and i kind of feel like that like, that's how it's going to go for the most part there were a bunch of ridiculous things about it but pretty much um it's kind of hard to explain <laughs> actually it's not it's stupid <laughs> so freddie needs to come back and he needs to kill some kids as is freddie tradition Fear of Freddy and fear of his existence is what his blood fuels him. Is fu- it yeah. fuels him. Yeah. So he has to, he co-ops Jason to get that. Exactly. He needs more power and he just decides like, he's like, oh, well, you know what? I got into the lore of this guy with a big dude with a machete. I could use him. It makes, it really makes no sense because how would he ever even know that this guy existed? Like, I don't, right. I don't get that whatsoever. But consensus it, evilness. The, the whole explanation for it is pretty much just that. In the intro, he's pretty much just narrating. It's Robert England just going like, "Hey guys, so I'm not as strong as I used to be. So to get stronger, I found this big old guy." And yeah, got it. Un, uh, not unrelated, unrelated to this specific movie, but related to the Friday the Thirteenth. I'm not a huge Friday the Thirteenth fan, but I've seen a lot of them, and I don't remember which one it was. But I will tell you my favorite scene ever from the Friday the 13th of all the films I've watched. The, the, the question in the Friday the 13th movies versus Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, he's in this like, you know, dream state plane where you, it's not like you can call the military to go after him. But in the Friday the 13th movies, the elephant in the room on those movies is, OK, like obviously there is a murderer at this lake. Let's go get the military and get bombs and weapons and and kill him. Isn't he undead? Yeah, and, well, it's not that he's even undead. He is, and he regenerates a host of different ways. But the, the bigger part is he can be killed. He's in the real plane. Okay. He's existing in the real plane. Like, he's not in your dreams. So everyone who's ever watched these movies has at one point said, okay, when would they just not get a bunch of weapons, call the military? They're one of the uh, Friday the 13th, the opening scene of the movie. Uh, Jason goes to hell, if I remember Jason right. Jason goes to hell. That's it. It was my favorite scene from any of them. So it starts off with the co-ed taking the shower obviously and, and you know like but but it's it's like almost making fun of how that's how it is and then you hear the no am i doing that right that or is that mike myers now i can't remember that's mike myers isn't it yes thank you yeah yeah um it starts off with that and she of course grabs her towel and she's running through the forest as fast as she can and he's just slow walking but he's going to catch up with her and he gets into this like open space and all of a sudden boom like spotlights Spotlights. open from everywhere and the military pops out and they just unload on them. And I was like, this is the best intro (laughs) to any of these movies ever. It was, it was, I was immediately bought in a hundred percent and they still found a way to carry the story on. I know this isn't Jason versus Freddy, but I just, it popped in my head. I just thought it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah. So I'll agree with you with uh, that intro and Jason going to hell being one of the better ones because it makes sense. If you have a creature like that or a giant killer like that, you should just, bring the military in and take them out immediately. I see no reason why that doesn't happen in every other movie. I even settle for the National Guard. They they, yeah. ne- they never get past a bumbling sheriff. It's like, hey, we've got a killer. He's taking out 300 kids. Get me Dewey, the bumbling <laughs> sheriff. Dude, I'll settle for Paul Blart mall cop at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, what was the... 
uh, the Seth Rogen movie where not <laughs> observe and report. Observe report. That that movie that movie took me for a hot turn. I was not expecting what, what I saw when that I was saw a very that strange movie. movie. Very yeah. strange movie. Yeah. I will settle for uh, Seth Rogen and Superbad. Like at this point. Oh God, I love that movie. Him and Bill Hader, yeah, oh they my were God. amazing in that movie. God, they were so, that movie is so great. Devin McLovin, I want, I want a whole movie oh, of that. God, I love Devin that McLovin movie. just hanging out, dude. But yeah, Matt, th- wait, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mo. Side, no, no, side go ahead, go, go. Again. Max, I was just tell, talking to someone about that the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole movie right there. Two and a half hours of them just pulling people over, <laughs> no, taking five the drugs. hours. Oh, <laughs> what, a, what a great buddy cop movie. It's probably just a documentary. They just put like body cameras on them. Oh my God. <laughs> body cameras on fictional police officers. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That'd be amazing. So anyway, yeah, I agree. That's a really good intro to Jason Goes to Hell. It just sucks that everything after that is easily know, the worst thing it I've ever seen weak. in my life. That's not only my least I favorite uh, Jason movie of all time. That's easily one of my least favorite movies of all time. It's not good. But the intro is amazing. I they, and that's maybe that was such such a letdown because it started so strong. And 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 you know the reason I brought it up is that, again, I think you you hit the nail on the head. The the downside of uh, you know the downside of Freddy versus Jason is they made the characters too fallible. You know what makes these movies great is they're supernatural, right? And so a movable force, so be, unstoppable object, or be, whatever it is. Being afraid of water and being afraid right. of fire <laughs> is. But I mean, there's, but there's a couple scenes. There's a couple scenes in that movie, like those all those bodies that are in dream comas. I mean, they're kind of like creepy, spooky, good scenes. Dream comas, dream, dream comas. They're heavily yeah. sedated, like basically like Inception kind of status. Yeah, a little bit like Inception um, to prevent them from basically dreaming because this is the way for the town to prevent uh freddie from coming back it's it's a it's a good movie if you're a fan of either franchise it's not a good standalone movie on its own would you would you say that that's a fair way to look at it we're on freddie versus jason now right freddie versus jason yeah 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 i'd say that's kind of fair <laughs> i don't know because here's What's my the best que- death here's my question about freddie versus jason like did they need to include the kids and whatnot because his whole thing i feel like there was too much writing on the fact that they needed to explain why freddie and jason were fighting and the explanation sucked anyway so i feel like at that point right. the the kids were the kids and everything involved like you know them getting the hypnocell and everything else like them breaking into the uh, hospital to get it and like to fight back against freddie i feel like that was all like the least the all of that was way less important than Freddy fighting Jason, but what we got was a lot of that, and then a little bit of Freddy fighting Jason, and then there was also too many limitations on what they could do and what they couldn't do, like to end the fight instead of the filmmakers just focusing on them actually fighting and doing what people wanted to see. I, I think I get what you're saying. You you bought tickets to the heavyweight championship boxing match. And there were too many matches before. Yeah, you didn't you didn't show up to that fight to watch, you know, some some local kid. And then the main yeah, event, right? Like you was wanted fifteen minutes yeah, long. You got it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I just I go back to the whole risk taking aspect of it. Like the reason that I thought Wes Craven's nightmare. I, I give them credit because it's a bold move. You don't see two 
historic franchises be brought together like that. Was that was this before Alien vs Predator or after? Yeah, this is way before. Okay, right? I mean, this is let's see, this is 2003. I don't know. I almost said New Nightmare was way before Scream earlier, which I had to take back immediately. And then I gave a random date because I do that stuff sometimes. Tourette's. (laughs) I just want to fill dead air. Alien versus Predator. Yeah, Alien versus Predator is 2004. Uh, Wait. Oh, so it's only a year before. Yeah. Freddy versus Jason was, oh, I was going to say, I thought it was 2002, but yeah, 2003. Yeah. So way before, like I said. (laughs) Way before? (laughs) Way before. Dude, did we just rip through the entire Nightmare on Elm Street catalog? Yeah, and we only partially finished because um, you guys have a a tradition. Kind of. Not a tradition, but you have a this is an extra series kind of thing where you recast. Do you have some options? Oh, were we I didn't know we were casting. Are we recasting? Oh, I thought we were. Oh Jesus. We uh did you prepare for a recast? No. This, let's let's off the top of the head. Even well, we only really need to re, we only really need to recast one character. No, oh, you well, want to have re- like recast Glenn? I have a few different ones, but I didn't care. I didn't know how many you guys were gonna No, have. Oh, I, I let's do it. Let's do it. I was not prepared for that, but I've I've always got some recasting in the tank. What let let's dance. What do we well, got? We sprinkled the remake back and forth and we hinted about how for some reason Mo likes it. Um, and we talked a little bit briefly and it, to be fair, we didn't solidify a lot for this. And we did say that we were going to watch like eight movies in like a week. So <laughs> we were, I think we, I think we did good. I'm impressed. <laughs> we were already doing a lot. So I did a brief recasting thing in tradition of buzz in the tower. I think you guys do right. really cool I segments where they, uh, they recast people. They, I'd listen to the star Wars episode and you know, you you did make a, uh, a choice that that I don't agree with, Mo. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you and Caleb would do much better. You guys are more in line. I, I, we're in the same there's, there's disappointment yeah. in Caleb's yeah. voice. I can always <laughs> tell when you're going to talk about one of my picks when you start off. Now on this pick, Mo, <laughs> just look. I don't want to say you're an idiot, but you're an idiot. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just, just disappointed. Just disappointed. Don't you dad disappoint me? What? Do you, who? Who struck you as off on uh, recasting the Empire Strikes Back? Which you can check out on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and Spotify uh, at Buzz in the Tower. Continue. I'm sorry. So you picked the wrong Russell, and it really rubbed me the wrong way. Who's the other Kurt? Which one, Kurt Russell? Who's the other Russell? Wyatt Russell? The one with wings. One with wings. <laughs> yeah, I'm so lost. I'm so lost. You speak in haikus once in a while. I like it because I like being lost, but <laughs> w- wings, Russell with wings. Caca! Russell Crowe! Crow! Crow! Oh. Is that it? Yeah, of no, course it is. is. Okay. Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. So here's the but here's this tricky thing about Russell Crowe. When you when care. you do a recast. Fair. Well, well put, Caleb. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> when you do a recast, you have to pick actors from the 80s to recast in those movies. Who? Russell Crowe, tell me what he was in in the 80s. Who? Russell Crowe, tell me what movie. Who cares the movie? It's a great movie. Is that the Care Bears Part 3? Who cares? Okay, hold but on. Caleb, tell me. Hold on. Caleb, tell me you love Virtuosity. Please tell Dude. me you love it. So so on my other show, Scream, yes, that I host with um, Ash and Elena from Morbid, we yeah. were covering, well, we have different stories for this. We were covering okay. 
I say we were covering Virtuosity. They say we were covering Scream. And when we went on to the recording, I said, I am so excited to talk about Virtuosity. How stoked you guys? And they were like, we just watched, like, Scream. And I was like, like, Drew Barrymore, Wes Craven, like, <laughs> Neve Campbell, like that? Because I just watched a Russell Crowe, like, masterpiece yeah, Sid 6.7. Yeah. Let's go. And then we did an episode where they talked about Scream, and I just compared Scream to Virtuosity because we watched <laughs> different movies, and we didn't have time to <laughs> move back and reschedule. Course correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How the Wife and Kid Caleb. So what, Still dead? <laughs> what I'm saying is Virtuosity is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Yes! It's so good. Have you seen it? I've not seen it. It's Denzel Washington as a one-armed cop taking on and Russell, Russell Crowe Crow in virtual as reality. a computer... A virtual reality com- super killer who has the 200 biggest serial killers in the world in his brain. Nice. And they're all fighting for supremacy. And I will a, have to take a look. And the main serial killer that killed Denzel Washington's wife and kid is oozing to the surface because he sees him and he only wants to play with Denzel Washington. It's so, so good. You are riled Remember up about this. Remember that scene where Denzel Washington is like, no, dude, I know that he's in there referring to, like, the killer of his wife, and they're like, no, he's not, and then Russell just kind of drives by, and he, like, winks at him. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that movie's fantastic. Or the Scream Opera. Remember that? Oh. He makes an opera with people's screams. Or his... He, he eats glass to come... I'm so excited. I'm sorry. So I haven't talked about virtuosity with anybody in my entire life. I'm just hoping for... It's the Wait, best. Well, that was my <laughs> issue, too, and I was... Kelly Lynch is the girl! I, ne- I didn't have anyone to talk about it with, and then I went on, and they watched a completely different movie, so I still never <laughs> talked about it after writing notes and being excited about talking about it. I'm excited to watch the movie and then catch your guys' follow-up podcast, Virtuosity, <laughs> a Max and Caleb production. No, it's just going to be... It's going to be one minute of virtuosity for 137 episodes. Excellent. There we can do go. it. Oh, no. Virtuosity was also in the 90s. I have a question real quick, and then we'll get right to this, and we won't tangent anymore. Have you seen The Lawnmower Man? Oh, yeah. yeah. We talk about that movie all the we time. We just talked about it five yeah. minutes beforehand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you? I go, look, I'm Lawnmower Man. <laughs> and he, Mo goes, will you, will you knock it off? Because <laughs> he was licking his spoon like a weirdo. Oh, yeah. my God. It is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, Lawnmower Man's great. Lawnmower Man 2 rules, too. Easy now, easy. Maybe I, I like I like the effects. I don't agree with that. Rules is a strong word. It's not garbage, but it's not. His like far gold from outfit is cool. Tangent aside, to your original Russell Crowe remark, and to you shutting down my comment, as Max will tell you, I make a lot of rules for recasting. You got to have someone who had a significant career in the decade that we're using to recast, which is the '80s. Although, take that aside, I agree with you on Russell Crowe. I would have used him if he had had been in anything significant, any significant movies in the '80s. I would have done it. So, who's Freddy? Who do you think? Who would you put as Freddy? He he was in Rafferty's Rules. <laughs> In 1987. Yeah. So, anyways. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Look, man, I'm just going by the rules. So, who do you... Let's not... Freddy's got to be how we finish. Who else did you recast outside of Freddy? Okay. So, I started with him, but that's probably a good point. Well, I can't get to my second person either because it kind of plays off of him. Um, Okay. This is a good segue because it goes with what we're talking about. I think Rooney Rooney Mara as Nancy... I think she should have been replaced with Russell Crowe. <laughs> I think, hear, and hear me out, I think... To Australian, I th- like, fight? I really think that we need a different take on our final girl, and this time the final girl needs to be a man named Russell Crowe. <laughs> I love it. Like, are we talking South Park Russell Crowe? Because I think that Chaka. would be perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, fighting around the world. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 
fighting around the world. And also, I have a question for you, Max. Did you call Russell Crowe Australian? Isn't he? Uh, you're like the third person I've had to break this to, champ. Oh. Yeah. What is he? New Zealand. New Zealand. Right? Yeah. Oh, I think man. the Aussies are going to be very mad at you for that. <laughs> Uh, I'll talk to them. I don't know. I don't know if you. I, I don't. I don't bring this up often. I actually lived in Australia for a short period of time. You bring it up all the time. Uh, not on the pod. You never let me. We always edit it out. Um, well, so it's interesting when you first when you first get to Australia, it is virtually impossible to distinguish the difference in the two accents. And when you leave, if you stay for over a month, you can hear the difference. It's it's incredibly uh, a, a sharper difference. That and, and probably an English accent as well. It's it's a pretty sharp distinction. But you're right. Um, New Zealanders, Kiwis take offense to being called Australians the same way that I wouldn't want to be called a Canadian. They're Although called, I, I do love Canadians, I wouldn't want to be called one. They're called Kiwis? Uh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, the All Blacks, uh, their rugby team is like All Black jerseys. It's, uh, it's a pretty good rivalry. It's actually probably a little more intense than America, Canada. It's like Michigan, Ohio State. Not that intense. No, <laughs> no. This is all, I don't, I don't, uh, I have so no other, idea other than Russell Crowe right now. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's tangent. Other than Russell Crowe playing every single role in your remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street, which I assume you're going to be calling A Nightmare on Russell Crowe Crow Street. Crow, 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 look, Crow, look, here's the thing. Crow, I was Crow, starting Crow, out with other people. Russell Crowe was not supposed to be the first one I mentioned. You gave me a role, and I abided, and I ended up on Russell Crowe first because of that. Fair, fair. Max, Nancy, who do you got? Bah, Nancy. Strong, good-looking, Russell Crowe ice cream. <laughs> Great accent. Is it too weird if you do Jamie Lee Curtis? Because she's the Halloween chick? No, I don't think so. Are, in this world, are you swapping her? Like, are you getting rid of her in Halloween and making her the star of this? Ooh. Or is she, like, just Boy, a what a queen good element to add to our recast. That if you choose someone, it pulls them out of the it, other world. It roles. sucks them out. Yeah. It's just oh. back to the future. Not like out of anything, but if it's a significant thing, like these are two big horror franchises, can she be in both? I'd stay away from Jamie Lee Curtis. Stay away from her? Okay, yeah. fine. I, I wouldn't stay away from her. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kelly Lynch. What about Kelly Lynch? Yeah. That's the that's the girl from Virtuosity, by the way, with the short hair. Oh, look she the same. was in that, wasn't she? She is. I know. It all ties in. It's all Virtuosity. I, see, to me, it's a no-brainer. Leah Thompson. That's what I thought at first. Yeah. yeah. I just like similar look, similar like, uh, you know, like pretty, but not over the top pretty. I, I, I would go Leah Thompson for sure. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. I like that. What's uh, Caleb? Who you got for Nancy? I already did. I started. I'm sorry, Russell Crowe. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we move on uh, to the next one? Yeah, uh, who's your next character that you would like to recast? There's Katie Cassidy as Chris Fowles, and I do really like Katie Cassidy. I want to start off by saying that. She's in Arrow. She plays Laurel in Arrow, and top tier. She died, but, you know, that sucks. I think she should have been played... Chris Jenner. <laughs> oh, this is good. That's good. Chris <laughs> Jenner. Huh? There you go. Remember when she yeah. met when huh. she met with him at the diner in the beginning? Yeah. yeah. That's Chris Jenner standing in front of him while he's floating. Oh no, we're, no kidding. I didn't realize that. Yeah, may, well, in my world, make it Chris Jenner. All right. Say Blake Lively. 
Blake Lively. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, wife. No, I know she is. Yeah. She's been in like scream stuff before. Yeah. Um like 47 meters down or up I'm just or are, you, are, you, are you picking from the 80s? No, this is 2010, right? Katie Cassidy? Well, I know, but I I'm so used to just always picking actresses from the 80s. Like I'm thinking just pick but you're thinking current day actresses. Well, for this one cuz yeah, this yeah. 2010. Yeah, all right, current day. Uh I went by your rules for this one. I took the the mo way. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. Rosie O'Donnell. There you go. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. We're going. Yeah. Somewhere. We're getting somewhere now. She'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> She's got an attitude. Yeah. I like this. Uh, who do I? Oprah who? Winfrey. Oprah. <laughs> Julia Lewis. Uh, Julia Dreyfus. Louis, I can't say her name. Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Thank you. She's like yeah. 50. Yeah. She's a 50-year-old teenager like with a teenage boyfriend. You know boyfriend. I have trouble with this. Because <laughs> I'm going back to the 80s. Oh, you're going back to the 80s. Okay. Yeah, man. Sometimes you got to switch stuff up. I mean, Russell Crowe's still available. <laughs> he was he was arguing he was arguing my point. That's good. It's good. Look, yeah. Russell Crowe's doing great lip. things nowadays. Did you guys see Unhinged? I hear it's incredible. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's literally just Russell Crowe <laughs> living his actual life, but on screen. <laughs> it's just him road raging for two hours, right? Yeah, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Who is your Who's your next victim? Okay, so next up we have Thomas Decker as Jesse Braun. He was also in Jennifer's Body. He's been in some weird little roles. I don't know if you guys remember him very well. He was like the kind of nerdy looking dude. He was the emo boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much the emo boy. That's what he always is. He tipped the waitress really poorly. He put down 12 bucks with like some pennies. I was like, screw you, man. You're not tipping the waitress. Was enough. that didn't he didn't he tip more though? Was it is his wasn't it his friends that like didn't tip and then he tipped more? Maybe, but he threw he threw it down in such an arrogant way. I just got annoyed. Oh, when he's like walking off, yeah, because he was still being kind of rude to her. Yeah, I get I you. Mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a bartender, I man. Love when you, I, I just love when you say that. <laughs> you do it every episode at least one time. You're like, yeah, my Falcor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, 2010. Chris Hemsworth could be fun. No, he's too good looking and too muscular. And Thor wouldn't die. <laughs> I want, yeah, I definitely do want you guys to go first on this one because I feel like you might get the perfect one. I already found the perfect one. Okay, Miles Teller. It's not it, but keep going. Um, no, not you. That's fine. You gave your answer. I'm not telling you to change your answer for me. Are you right for mine? <laughs> yeah. Nick Nick Jonas. That's okay. That's tasty. Yeah. That's not bad. He's good. Yeah. You're getting there. You've seen him in Kingdom? I have. Yeah. I like Nick Jonas. I'm he's, a fan. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Okay. And he's got that chilled in the corn kind of dead eyes to him a little bit, too. A little pasty. Max, I have no idea who the hell you're talking about. Mo, you got you got close. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, guys. Pete Wentz. Oh, All right. boy. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I freaking like that. Can he act? Has he done anything acting-wise? Yeah, he's done music videos at least. <laughs> music videos that's what a cop out wasn't he in uh in that band uh fall boy. boy no yeah. uh what was it deccan dude he's in no. fall boy if we're gonna talk about a band he's <laughs> yeah. in we're not talking about something no, called no, no. Was, it was, it, didn't they do the song uh dream warrior you had to bring it sorry i'm sorry i should have known we were going there i try i i feel like a fool i have two fallout boy tattoos by the way so you really? shout out fallout boy yeah. Do you have Pete Wentz's face on your face? No, I got leave, uh, my, sh- leave my podcast. <laughs> I got sugar. We're going down swinging on swinging, swinging <laughs> with Patrick Swayze <laughs> with Adventure Time. Uh, I got good complex. Can't get it, pulling. <laughs> Never mind. I give up. Statistically, <laughs> statistically, everything that you say, <laughs> there is a 
twenty percent chance that Max has a tattoo of it. You can say potato, and he probably has a potato tattoo. I have a Wookie cookie. There you go. I don't have a potato. Welcome to the rock. A Wookie, Wookie cookie? cookie. Yeah, it's a a Wookie cookie in a Han Solo cup. It's like a I like play. this. Yeah. Most most tattoos are puns. Yeah. All right, well, get your get your, yes, this, yeah. you know, get your get your focus. Get your focus. Okay. Who's our who's our next recaster? Okay, okay. We're nearly done. We only have a couple more before we get to Freddy. Clancy Brown. And I want to say Clancy Brown. I love him. I don't know why he was in this movie. No, there's no reason for it. It made no sense to me, but it's fine. He's the bad guy from Highlander. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah. He's also the bad guy from Shawshank Redemption. He's the the guard. Yeah. And not only that, he's in everything. Yeah. He isn't a lot. He isn't a lot. You know, I got I got a good one for him. I got a good one for him. Okay, go, go, go. Harrison Ford. Great gray beard Harrison Ford. Grumpy, kind of what upset. Is wrong with you? I don't know. He's more of a hero though. I never No, but that's why I like that. I like switching it up. It's gotta I be someone that. villainous. Whatever. Hold on. I can't think of anybody. Al- Alan Rickman. <laughs> Alfred Molina. Again, you're lost with me. Doc Ock. <laughs> He's Doc Ock in Spider Man 2. Oh. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) He's also the creepy guy from Boogie Nights with the little Asian guy with firecrackers. Oh, for a minute I was thinking, Dirk, Dirk, you look so good. (laughs) You both lost it, dude. Who you got? It's Fred Gwynn, Judd from Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. Big guy, big, huge jaw, big head. Uh, The minute you see him, you'll know exactly who he is. Oh, yeah, I do know him. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a really good call. It's like a dad mixed with Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, but that's perfect. Dead is better. <laughs> Pet Cemetery is terrifying. You don't uh, want to go walking over there, see? When oh my god, South Park. God, I love South Park. Well, the the Achilles uh, cut on the leg. Oh god, that gives me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Um, all right, who's your who, who's your next character? I'm excited to get to Freddy. Who's your next character? Okay, let's be this. We have Kalan. Probably just Kellen Lutz as Dean Russell. I would have preferred Caleb Kreischer, which is Wade from Butt Crack. <laughs> Wait, which movie is this? I'm I'm getting lost. <laughs> We're Dean, moving too quick. Dean We're Russell. Too quick. Who's Dean Russell? Kellen Lutz. Kellen Lutz. Yeah. I don't know who that is anymore. Come on, Max. Pull it together. Is this in the new movies? Okay. Yeah, he's he's, in, he, that was in the remake, but, um, and then this is the other side of it. The lead role in Butt Crack. <laughs> I want him to be, to be Dean. Oh, man. I'm going Tom Holland. That's pretty good. Look at that. Look at that DVD. I'm going to go Michael B. Crack. Michael B. Jordan. All right. Yeah. That's different. That's some color. Well, neither, neither of them are in uh, Butt Crack, the movie, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't even, I didn't even care about this character that much. I just you just know. wanted to hold up Butt Crack the movie. I got gotcha. you. I saw where you What's were coming Butt from. Crack the movie about. I talked to our man. He's got the DVD. That's what I'm asking. Oh, I don't. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's about Butt Crack. Is it an evil Butt Crack? Is it a haunted Butt Crack? Oh, haunted Butt Crack. What a gr- <laughs> that's an elevator pitch waiting to happen. Yeah, it is a. Film by Troma Entertainment. It okay. is directed by a beautiful, written and directed by a beautiful man named Jim Larson. I once got him on a phone call and talked to him for about two or three minutes, but um, Hawaii started exploding and I couldn't talk to him. 
butt cracks aside, let's let's let's, let's keep talking about yeah, butt cracks. Let's, let, no, we're not going to keep talking about butt cracks. Fun to say. I, I know. I don't get to say it enough. Cracks, butt Good cracks. Lord. <laughs> let's let's get to the big guy. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk Freddy Krueger. Let's talk who we're going to re- uh, recast in his place from that era. Okay. I actually just remembered too that I did skip one other person because I was waiting to do the Freddy Krueger one. So just so you guys know, there is it's a package deal. That's fair. It's a package deal. Yeah, I had to put it together with the other one. Okay, so I'm gonna start off. Um, Toby Maguire, obviously. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's so dark and weird. <laughs> I picture like Spider-Man Three emo him kind of fooling around, doing like the weird dances while like people die in front of him. I'm just hoping that the rising directors would kind of like fix it up a little bit and make it like less creepy in the most disgusting way um, like they did in the original. And they'd be like, you know what, Toby, we're just going to we're going to tone it down a little bit for you, bud. I, I just so we're clear, I have the answer to this, but uh, are you going to do your second pick as well? Or you want to go through Freddy first and then go? No, let's do Freddy first. You guys do your thing. Max, uh, who you got for Freddy? James Earl Jones. <laughs> Just the voice or the entire... Yeah. Whole, no, the body, too. I want him kind of like sloppy and big. <laughs> I've got Welcome it. Welcome to prime time. <laughs> <laughs> these, these are cute. I'll give you the right answer now. What? In honor of our episode that released today, uh, Game of Thrones 80s edition, I'm going uh, with Peter Dinklage. Jack Gleason Joffrey. He's like 13. No, not now. What's he look like now? He looks like he could be Freddy Krueger. He looks like a horrifying version of Joffrey, an older, a, a, a old teenage version of Joffrey. Okay. Hey, well, oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not blowing my skirt up. Well, then maybe you need to wear a looser skirt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our new catch line. Oh God. All right. Who, who did you package? I'm curious, Caleb. Who'd yeah, you hold over to go with Toby? Game of Thrones sucks. Oh, boo, boo, boo you, sir, boo shame, you, shame, shame, shame. The Goonies sucks, too. Oh, man. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who, who'd you hold over with uh, with uh, Toby Maguire? Hey, who's attached? I held off because, okay, there is Kyle Gallner, Gallner, whatever, as Quentin Smith. Mm-hmm. I think... He should have been played by Michael Sarah. That's actually kind of good. Yeah. Mainly, it's because Michael Sarah played Toby Maguire in Molly's game, and I feel like this connection will bring them closer, and they'll be able to bring this movie out of hell. I can see it. And Scott, I got, I got some Scott Pilgrim vibes too. Like he's been dumped. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of aware of the ridiculousness of going on. He could just be Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. We could do that. Can we just make yeah. the remake Scott Pilgrim? Scott Pilgrim, there you go. You can't re- re- no. Do not remake Perfection. That's my second favorite movie of all oh time. Lord, calm down. Second favorite of all time. Second favorite. Shawshank is number one. We've actually talked about two of my favorite movies ever. There you go. Excited so go from Shawshank Ooh. right to Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, I like dessert after my you know steak dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like to switch it up. <laughs> it's a good comparison, actually. Yeah. Oh my. What's Lord. your favorite movie, Caleb? Actually, I want to know. The Dark Crystal. Oh yeah, we did talk. Wow, that's all right. Sorry, Max is never actually listening to you. He's no, listening I was. To I, he's actually, I partied Max, hard in my twenties. Who, who, who are you picking? Who are you throwing in there, Max? For James Earl Jones. That's really? It. Yeah. Oh, I guess I wasn't listening either. Oh. We're not on James Earl Jones anymore. Oh, for thank you, Max. Yeah, come on, catch up. Okay. <laughs> for Quentin. Yeah. Quinn from Quinn from the boat in Jaws. <laughs> so 2010. 
kind of heartthrobby Jonathan when Taylor Thomas. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. Like young Jonathan, like 90s Jonathan Taylor Thomas with the, the middle part. Or the guy who played Sean Hunter. I, You're getting 2010. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I know. We're, we're, talking, we're talking 2010. I'm going Keanu Reeves. He's like 50. I know. Not in, two, not in 2010. He's like 40. <laughs> so <laughs> it gets older as we go back. Keanu Reeves is ageless. Do you have age dyslexia? Yes. Like you just don't understand what age is. <laughs> Look, I didn't have time. I didn't prepare for this. I'm picking people I want to see in the movie, yeah. and there it is. You have it. Jason I would Mala. actually vomit if Keanu Reeves played Quentin. <laughs> Old John Travolta. <laughs> I would still Nick vomit. Cage. Nick Cage. Nick Cage yes. in like a young mask. Yes. Joe Pesci. Rodney Dangerfield. Jeez, <laughs> Freddy, what are you doing? Oh, Freddy. I get no respect. No, Ro- my dreams. Rodney as Freddy. Rodney as Freddy. That could work. Oh, man. Hey, it's prime time. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. It works. Oh, well, Caleb, you now have joined our bigger tradition. Recasting is one tradition, but f- the wheels falling off at the end of our podcast, that's really the hallmark of a good Buzz in the Tower podcast. Well, Caleb's good. His wheels fall off from the beginning. Oh, this guy. Shots fired. Yeah, you acting like there were wheels on this podcast for any second of it. This I- is a Fred Flitstone foot go thing. Foot go. <laughs> foot go fast. Max like foot go fast. <laughs> oh, man. Caleb, uh, dude, this was great. Thank you so much for asking us to come on the show. We had an absolute blast. This has been swell. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for reaching out and whatnot. Uh, this was this was a very fun experience. Us too, man. And uh, it will be the first of many times that we get Max and you guys together for your bromance to blossom. I don't want to stand in the way of true love. Don't talk about our calls, Caleb. My wedge. <laughs> <laughs> we are in love. And, and just to the, the fans of Horse Soup out there that are listening, just a, a quick note. If you uh, you got a problem with Caleb and you want to throw something up on his uh, reviews, just feel free to reach out to Buzz in the Tower. We like to interface with people. And yeah, have we got words. his back, bro. And, uh, and, and really, I'm always looking for an excuse to go to jail for a petty crime. So this will be <laughs> great for us. And uh, if you enjoyed listening to Max, probably not me, at Buzz in the Tower, social media and our podcast. And Horse Soup is the definitive voice on horror films in the space. I got no one better out there who does it. And yet he doesn't make soup. Which is weird. I know. Super weird. What do you... I was literally eating soup when I got on this call. This <laughs> that is That was slander. ramen, sir. That was microwave ramen. We flew an that F-14. We flew... Oh, our, wasn't? We, okay. Yeah, we flew an F-14 to the office to record. <laughs> that's that's how committed we are to Buzz in the Tower. You should be with soup 24-7. Right before I got on this... <laughs> You were actually, yeah, for the first five minutes, you were just slurping it up. Why aren't you eating soup now, Caleb? Where's your soup now? Both of you shut your mouth. I boiled noodles. I poured out the water (laughs) that I boiled the noodles with. I made miso broth. Oh, yeah, you even 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 talked to us about the miso broth. Caleb, can you cut up vegetables? Can you slow down? He's not going to stop. No, 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 no. I don't want you to stop. Can you slow it down and do it in that soft voice? Close us out with your meditation. I'm making soup voice. I'm I'm exhausted, and this is going to put me in. I'm good. Let me hear it. You shut your mouth. (laughs) Tell me to shut my mouth soft. I cut up the vegetables. shut your mouth. I cut up the damn onions. Take, take the cilantro? Breath. I want you to breathe in, and then I want you to shut your mouth and make your soup mo. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. I have been slandered. 
Soup slander. You, you don't go on a soup show and say he doesn't make soup. When I <laughs> That's watched what you him, did. I know. That's what you did. I feel like someone else did it. No, it's, <laughs> it wasn't someone else. It was you. Nah, I will kill you. Right. I'm sorry. Reasonable. Reasonable. Peace and love, but your days are numbered. Yeah, use my blood as horror soup. Use it and drink it. Well, I, I certainly can't top that. So as, as I said before, from buzzing the tower to horse soup, thank you again. This was an absolute blast. You guys got all your plugs out? You got anything else? It's a commercial <laughs> week. No, we, we're, our plugs are good. And we, uh, again, thank you so much for having us. All right, guys. Again, thank you so much for coming. Uh, I'm just going to do my little outro real quick. Uh, if you want access to the bonus stuff and whatnot, uh, go to patreon.com slash horse soup. Follow the podcast on Instagram at horse soup. Uh, you can find the old socials. I'm not going to tell you where they are, but check out my letterbox doing movie reviews at horse soup, Caleb. And uh, again, guys, this was great. Thanks for getting me to watch too many movies and too small of a time span. I needed that. <laughs> Our pleasure. <laughs> Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it horror soup. Horror soup. Would you like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole. Stick out your tongue and look out you go. We're having a bite with creatures of the night. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. Horror soup, horror soup. Horror soup. We'll keep you well fed It's gorgeous smell Could wake the dead Vegetable is just forgettable If your energy's low You know what to do Simply gobble on down Some of the spooky stew We'll wine and dine A hungry Frankenstein Grubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup Give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it Grubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup. Let me be your sweetie, cause your private chef, I'll be your just dessert. You can even drink it from a cup, I'll do the washing up, I'll do the washing up. I'm getting full, my belly's gonna burn. Give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, give it, give it horror soup.